You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! Then come on across to me We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sunrise From the bottom of the sea But first, are you experienced? Or have you ever been experienced? Well, I Scream and cry That your little world Won't let you go But who in your measly Little world Are you trying to prove that You're made out of gold And uh, can't be sold So uh Are you experienced Have you ever been Experienced
down to it, boppers. Yeah, let's get down to it, boppers. It's Lerana Fez show. Friday. Artist of the day. As it should be every day. Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Chris Stanley getting some nice props for yourself on the playlist page. Finally. Usually it's a battlefield of that thing. It is, but because... I'm taking every fire. Well, you got everything but Rex Start, but he's... Rex Start's a racist. He's, uh, well, I don't know, straight racist, but... uh, And then uh, Fanboy says, can we bring back Funk Fridays sometime, please? We do them all the time, but you just don't want to burn out the funk uh, of it all. There's only so many funk artists that you could use. So finally, we got to a point. So we had to start bringing in soul and R&B and even rap. You get really obscure funk artists. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you really don't want bad funk. <laughs> yeah, like who the hell is this? They had one single 40 years ago. Well, well most of it's going to be 40 years ago. Um, all right, it is the Ron and Fez show. It's a Friday. Yesterday rained hard, and today it's the summer. We just finished spring out yesterday and went into deep summer. Beautiful it's amazing. Today. And the guys loading the trucks out front were just harassing women left and right. It was great to watch. Bad. We're back to harassing women. Yeah, just there's just any Good. any woman. Doesn't matter how they were dressed or what they look like. Mommy, <laughs> mommy. Okay, dad. Whoa. I would like to do a documentary to see if one of those guys has ever gotten laid by attempting to <laughs> scream things in a group yeah. at a woman. Where she's like, oh, you know what? You five guys might be right. I would like you to go down on me. Oh, my God. Oh, you would eat it with a spoon. (laughs) I see. A spoon in my vagina. Oh, an anal. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. All holes, baby. Do I wait until you unload the truck, or do you want to bang me on a pallet? Right now. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm getting another offer 12 floors up there. <laughs> they got sloppy seconds. <laughs> it was great to watch. Yeah, just uh, I think there it's just this attempt to explain to each other that even though they don't work with women and they spend their days with men, they're not gay. <laughs> And all these women just looking miserable and just stone-faced, just trying to pretend like like it's a rape. Some, you say women, but sometimes it's really little girls. Well, former intern Dana said she was harassed constantly. She was, and she's only eight. I don't even know how she got into this internship. But she also thinks if someone says, excuse me, it means I'm here to rape you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pips offered to take her out for lunch for the last day, and she thought, oh, Pips is trying to molest me. How dare he? Um... She is a kid that took Little Red Riding Hood way too seriously and just screamed and just sees the wolf everywhere. Something happened. Uh, All right, I'm going to give a Fez update. I went to see him yesterday. What I think he believes is the happiest place on earth, Um, uh, being hooked up to a machine... (laughs) If he could do the show hooked up to a machine that tells him that his heart is okay, it would be like doing a show with Dean Martin. He's just so laid back and comfortable and worried about one thing and one thing only. What's that? Being checked out of the hospital. (laughs) Now, most men would crawl 
leaving behind body parts to get away from a hospital. They're terrible places. He loves it. He loves it. Especially now since he's been back to that same place so many times. He knows the nurses' names. He knows what time lunch is coming, what time dinner is coming. He loves Um, familiarity. Yeah. He loves it. Uh, I don't know whether we need to get like a ping, ping, you know what I mean? Being here to kind of relax him like a mantra. But the whole time I'm sitting there with him... I'm scratching thinking of Mercer. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's Mercer all over this fucking place. Um, Now, here's the other thing about Fez. The night before, he cut his finger. Now, because he takes so many blood thinners, a cut for him is like you being shot in the chest. Right? Blood just spurts out all over. So he was explaining to me how he had wrapped this thing up so much that it looked like a light bulb by the time that he came in. And I'm like, well, how did you cut your finger? He cut his finger shaving his crotch. Oh, God. So the nurses (laughs) wouldn't see his old balls. (laughs) Now, how many crotches have these women seen? He doesn't have to worry about it. Uh... And a lot of people have been writing in that seven stints is too many, that they're putting off doing whatever work that they're supposed to be doing. But he's very comfortable with the uh, people uh, that he's there with, and he just loves them, and um, he couldn't be happier. I've never been on a happy hospital visit like him. I was just like, I wish I had a mic in here with him right now. We could have brought a, a, a recorder. And he also asked me how the live reads went. Oh, so up? I told him how bad you did. Because you're like a one-note guy. Oh, I, I think I crushed them. So Fez is saying, statically, he has no inflection. You have to have inflection. Okay. Well, I mean, he would know. I mean, he's the one who does all the live reads. He wants you also to know that. Okay. And then he also said, I hope he drunk, jumps into my grave that fast. Wow. Wow, that, that's, that's beef. Can't believe he's so pissed at me. Yeah. He's not happy. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Any chance you guys can move the show to an old folks home? Sounds like Fez, he's ready to transition over there. I'm not kidding. I, I can't believe that you brought that up. Because when I left there, I was like, assistant living would be perfect for him. He'd have more interaction with people. Like, he would be forced to be interacting with people in the assisted living thing. By the way, he doesn't treat them nice either. Oh, come on. He treats them like the queen would treat uh, captured slaves. Oh, my. They're helping him. They're keeping him alive. And he treats them like crap. Well, he treats them like Fed Street's people. That's his thing. (laughs) He's very happy that there's some kind of order to his life. That's uncomfortable. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Ron, please tell me you brought him a Sports Illustrated. Not only did I bring him a Sports Illustrated, I fucking read it while he was jabbering off to me about goddamn whatever blood counts or capillaries. I don't like to hear any of that shit. Well, he is now versed in all that, I'm sure, because the doctor's just constantly talking to him about it, right? He loves that talk. Oh, God, how he loves it. Talk about how sick he is? Well, yeah, how sore he is, how exhausted he is. 
um, how like- he really shouldn't be going home. <laughs> he just texted me now, earlier, before I got in here, about they're trying to bum-rush him out of there. And uh, he really feels like he needs rest. I'm like, you could rest at your house. Not in a hospital bed. So when I write, you'll get a better rest at your house, it's like I screamed at him. Fuck you, you're an awful person and I want you to die. He doesn't want to hear home good. He wants to hear we're all here to help you. And here's what he loves. Look who finished all their pudding. Good job. And then he's like, yeah, I did finish it all. Like He's like very happy to tell them uh, stuff like that. Uh, uh if he gets his shit praised, he's just, you know, feels like he got a gold star. Did you go? Kevin, uh, you're on the run of Fez show. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I, I'm assuming Fezzy's hospital bills are piling up. Has he considered joining the Dollar Spent Club? I'll tell you this. He did cut himself with a dollar razor. Have a good one, boys. Wouldn't that have been the total irony if he would have bled to death? <laughs> Will that make it into live reads? <laughs> These things are so sharp, I gushed out until I went into a coma. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He loves it there. It's so weird. They're the worst places in the world. They're just filled with sadness Yeah. and bad food. When the dinner tray came in, it was like a fucking escape route for me. I was like, I fucking ran down the hall. I was like beating on the fucking elevator door. And then finally I just ran down the fire escape. <laughs> just Good. getting outside. I'm like, oh my God. People. Standing up, walking around. Able-bodied. Yeah. It's like we're all getting into a tomb. He was, just in a regular, was he sharing a room, or did he get his own private room? Well, he was sharing a room, but that person just had checked out before oh, I came in. Nice. So I had to hear oh, no. all that person's stuff. So did he badmouth them, or was he just... Yeah, he's dry- he okay. banned out them, and they're whining, and the person also had dementia. And I'm like, so it was like you. <laughs> so I, I was, were you just looking at a mirror? And the whole time I'm in there, I'm trying to just fucking blow cigar smoke out of a little crack in a window. Nice. Good. You should be able to smoke in the hospital. You used to be able to. That used to be uh, all right. It's ridiculous. Fucking doctors would have had your your chest open. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> look at this. Better get me a pack of Paul Malls. I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> Is that really bad for you? Uh, so even like... Rob Cross was checking with me on it, and I was like, explaining the same shit that I'm explaining to you. <laughs> uh, no one understands. No one understands anyone who loves that thing as much as he does. Maybe he needs a stent operation every couple months. He does. If you look at it, he does. <laughs> He's not that far off that. Um, Ed, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, good morning. Hey, buddy. Uh, I got uh, Lyndon here. He's eight years old, and I'm doing a job for my girlfriend, taking him to school, and uh, he just is uh, struggling here. I'm wondering if you got some words of wisdom for the kid. What grade's he in? 
Second. Second grade. Does he have Mrs. Miller? Because she's the meanest fucking teacher I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> she's got to be so, dead. Who's your teacher, Lyndon? You said Mr. Hart. Mr. Hart. See, why do men teach little kids? I don't know. That's but so I don't weird know if I'm to get me. Him out of the car. Do you think a man should wonder which direction a D goes? No, no, no. That's a B when you turn it that way. Look, if uh, that's that that's hell. That's some sort of weird punishment to have to uh, teach children or be around them for an extended period of time. Yeah. Why are you making today skip day? You and him. Yeah. Are you kidding? I'm having a hard enough time getting them there. Your poor kid's gonna have a boot print in his back. God bless them. There's nothing worse than school. I don't even. I drive past the school now. I just give it the fucking finger, <laughs> even though I've never been there before. <laughs> Fuckers. Well, you know, you got to be easy on the kid because they're squeezing any bit of individuality out of them. They're just hammering it out. And they're extending yeah. the school days too around the country. That kid should be sleeping under trees, and his hair should just look like matted knots. On a day like this, why yeah. would you, why be inside? You should be running down small animals and beating them to death with a stick. And then cooking them over an open fire. All right, Rod. Thank you. Lyndon should just be eating, like, pulling up weeds and eating the roots. Washing himself in a puddle. Not knowing how to even use language. Just grunting and making animal noises that he's copied from nature. The feral child. Yes, very feral. And then if someone tries to get him into school, he should be biting them and <laughs> passing along the rabies that he's picked up from not really cooking the fucking dead animals that he's found next to the road. If he comes into contact with people, they should all just get some weird disease. Cause... Even if he sees an adult, he should be like this. <laughs> Poor bastards. <clears throat> the suffering of school. I remember just like looking through the window and seeing the world out there. Somebody was droning on and on about numbers or some shit. Oh, yeah. Science. And Earth then science. And then asking you to paste things on things. What are you talking about? I happen to know not only about 60 feet from here is a jungle gym where we could all be jumping up and down on it and going fucking crazy. Yet you got us in here bringing up paste again. Yeah, man. Why are we pasting all the time? Collages are going to help you in the real world. You put too much paste on that. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know? I'm a little fucking kid. It seems like a lot would be better. Remember, you just try to hand in something, there would just be, like, paste splatter all over. Yeah, it's more paste than actual things getting pasted on. Yeah, and you just, you paste it on a picture of a football helmet. You're trying to hand it in. Crazy bastards. They would have that big fucking drum of paste. Mm-hmm. We had glue sticks. And then the Elmer's Shit, glue. I would love that glue sticks. That Elmer glue. Mmm. Tastes good. <laughs> I wish we had glue sticks in here. I'll set Matty Ice down. This is Dwayne Reed. Why? Right, what are we going to do with it? Oh, maybe it smells good, like a marker. Why don't you make something nice for Rob and hand it in after work? <laughs> Here's what I think of the Rod and Fez show. <laughs> 
Just like have a Todd Rundgren on there and Isabella Rossellini. Best PD ever. <laughs> we should give Rob Mother's Day gifts. See if we can't get him some of that uh, that strawberries dipped in chocolate. Oh, Sherry's Berries. That can't be the name of it. Oh, it definitely is. I did some live reads for it yesterday. Good stuff. Uh, David, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, we put down the sandwich. Trying to beat. Hey, buddy. You described that little kid from uh, Road Warrior, a little feral kid, a little wild fucker. I love wild those kind kid. of kids. The kids are better. Those yeah. kids are perfect. He rocked that boomerang real well. By the way, Black Girl was supposed to be here. He's on CPT time, though, <laughs> obviously. Three days ago. Hey, Earl, you good? It's 11 a.m.? Yup. There wow. he is. It's eleven twenty. Eleven twenty. This is my eleven a.m. This is my nine a.m. I'm usually getting up at this time. I'm like sorry. Like something to brag about? No, <laughs> nah. I work nights. To what time, Earl? Two a.m. One a.m. Drunk o'clock. One a.m. or two a.m. Well, um, during the week it's one a.m. During the weekends it's two. Let me check with you quick. Since the last time I saw you, have you went blind? You're wearing sunglasses in I in a building. Just forgot to take them off. <laughs> like Stevie Wonder put on a Yankees cap. It's the coolest doing, man in the room. I'm good. Good. Really. Did they make you go to thirty-seven? Yeah. You know what's they're going doing that today? <laughs> what's uh, going somebody, uh, Wolverine's here. Yeah. And they're making a big deal out of it. But I had Wolverine on the show before with Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> I don't know. It was just today like, they yeah. decided it's a major deal because ONA's best friends, Entertainment Weekly, <laughs> are doing their first uh, town hall. And they, yeah, they're giving them the um, Eminem treatment where the entire other performance studio is the. Uh, why? Green Did they room. realize he's been here before walking around like a regular person? No, and he doesn't even have an entourage with him. <laughs> no, he's not like that at all. He's no, like a regular he, dude. He has like one person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down in the lobby, and they're making, uh, what's her name, Wendy Williams wait. <laughs> this, and she's got an entourage. But here's the thing. She's the start of you, Earl. <laughs> not really. You watch every day. I didn't even know she was on television. Oh, yeah, she's got a big show, the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> She gives people advice, I think. And the last time I heard she was on, like, on VH1 or something. No, like she's got her own syndicated show. She's a big deal. Wow. Yeah. She's a real big deal. I think she's did a, a fucking great show on your second pair of shoes. <laughs> they seem to worry about a lot of that kind of stuff in daytime. <laughs> These shoes are only $35. These are $800. Oh. I guess the whole point is, get the fucking $35 pair. Because they look just as good as a yeah. $100 pair. Uh, Earl, there's already a story. Malcolm X's grandkid got killed in Mexico City. Yeah, I heard that like late yesterday. That Did you hear that on black radio? No, it was it was all over like Twitter and everything. That there, but it was unconfirmed at that point. But yeah, that's crazy. Are you on black Twitter? <laughs> there is a black Twitter? Yeah, there's Twitter <laughs> just for black people. Blitter. It's called Blitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Trademark. Yeah. The thing is, it takes a long time to get there. <laughs> Loading speed is just impossible. We got to get Earl fighting on fucking World Star Hip Hop, <laughs> just knocking someone out. We'll set. We ought to set up a thing where Earl knocks out Chris, and then we send it to World Star. And I'll be like, World Star, motherfuckers. <laughs> 
Is that the only thing they're famous for now? Like, they're, are they actually talking about him now? Kind of forever, no, it's just uh, attacks, <laughs> endless it's attacks, beatdowns, and asses. Sometimes yeah. there will be some women shaking their ass, but but that's because someone pulled their dress up during a beatdown. <laughs> It's like the black UFCs, World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you here, Terrell. Now, I know you got a big meeting over Hard Rock, right? Yeah, a staff meeting. You know, summer's coming up. and Adding Beach Boys to the vibe? <laughs> Is that the big thing? More Buffett? <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> Here's our summer acts. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, this is going to be the crazy. We, we hit crazy season in about two weeks. You know, starting. It's basically Memorial Day through Labor Day. It's a big blur. It's like one just long bus day. after another. Just fucking yokels <laughs> coming in all slack jawed. I'm in Times Square, Hard Rock. I need a bucket of tchotchkes to take back with me. Mama, come look! Look at that building. It's got a point at the top. You get people from all over the world and a lot of locals too, because they're on vacation. So. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I plan on taking my whole family on vacation this year to Hard Rock. <laughs> this is Earl Sings. He's actually karaoke singing as people coming in. <laughs> What's the vibe been for you lately there? Um, believe a lot of classic rock. <laughs> good, good. Like a character. Now, when you play Journey, do you play Filipino Journey or... Do you play old Steve, Steve Perry. Perry? See, I'm straight not. Up Steve I'm, Perry. I'm straight Filipino. You've Steve abandoned Perry. original Journey. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you guys got to watch the doc. I know. He had to sleep outside. He was like a feral kid. <laughs> feral Filipino kid? Yes. My God, just surviving on what? Like fried rice? And he didn't stop believing. Thank God. He never stopped believing. Didn't they find him like on YouTube or something? So? Yeah. I found him on YouTube. Same way I found Chris Stanley. <laughs> Killing it on YouTube. You were. You had your own channel. Mm hmm. I was going to charge for it. <laughs> but at the time, they were, it was, we're not going to pay for YouTube videos. This is crap. Uh, Jason wants to talk to Earl right now. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, good morning, buddy. So I was just wondering if Earl saw the story up on Deadspin today about the change in demographics for baseball. How the black man is kind of declining and the Asians and Latinos are growing. Dude, we, me that's, and Earl have been talking about yeah. that since I've known Earl. Yeah, that's been a good decade. At I least. Mean, yeah. That, um, you know, the black athlete now wants to play basketball. It's the quickest way to, to make money, number one. Number two, it's the quickest way to go pro. Have a good have a good freshman year in college, go pro. Make some money. The Dominicans now dominate the uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, there's not even a large amount of white players playing baseball. Yeah, like, uh, boy, arguably the best white player is what, Mike Trout? Ron Braun. And he's from Jersey, <laughs> which is even more... His story's even weird because they went, first of all, as a Northeast guy, because most guys come from the South yeah. or they come from California. Florida and California seem like... You Texas, wanna, too. You want to move your kid to a place where he can play 12 months out of the year. Yeah. Because that's what the Dominicans do. They huh. play all the time. And they grab them as little kids. Yeah, they play. They play all day. Yeah. Sun up to sundown. <laughs> when it gets. And you nice. always hear that we didn't have a ball. We used a can. All right, whatever, kid. <laughs> You're here now. I use a coconut as my glove. Old minefields were the bases. Yeah. <laughs> the backstop is where I slap. <laughs> Nobody's ever fucking grown up okay down there ever. You think some of those other ball players would invest? Maybe give those kids some place to sleep at night. Oh, there's no infrastructure. 
No, because the storm comes along. <laughs> fucking ruins everything. All right, so here's the decline of the black ball player. Uh, From 1947? Yeah. The, the blue line is black players. The purple is Whitey. white. The green is Asian, and the red is Latinos. There's barely any Asian. It's, Latinos are still not as many as white. That's surprising to me. Yeah, it's Unless going. they're counting some Latins as white. Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez is more white than Dominican. Believe me, I saw them actually put that up on the scoreboard <laughs> at fucking Yankee Stadium. Just so everybody knows. Like, put M Manny next to A-Rod. He's a Caucasian Hispanic. <laughs> but you don't... You wouldn't care, right? I mean, you, you want to see black kids become basketball players and wide receivers. I want I want a black play. I'm a baseball guy. But you know baseball. that Ricky Henderson today would be probably thinking a different sport. He wouldn't be thinking baseball if he was a kid today. I think he'd be thinking football. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a great football player. He'd be Rondé. He could finally go down there and take over. <laughs> First of all, they Rondé has not been on the Bucks, hasn't not started for the Bucks since like '99. How did that guy stay so healthy? I want his DNA checked. And his brother just just gives up. Well, he, his brother's just like Ronde, except for one of them had heart and the other didn't. <laughs> so it's like the movie what Twins. To be fair, Tiki did play it a much punishing, more more punishing position. Why didn't they just become fucking defensive backs together, both of them? It would have been the greatest of all time. Barber's played in all sixteen games since '98. Insane. What? All sixteen games since '98. And I never saw the guy limp. <laughs> you never see him shaking <laughs> nothing, up. <laughs> nothing. You never see him like, oh, he took a bad shot. No, he's just playing. It's it's a, especially a lot of concussions. You think he would he would take one good headshot? Nothing bothers this guy. <laughs> nothing. And oddly, it's not even like he's a household name, the way his brother was. No, he's not. And unlike his brother, he's got a fucking ring. <laughs> he does have a ring. Played for seventeen years. People are still mad at Tiki, huh? Why wouldn't be? He's a punk. <laughs> but we aren't mad at Jim Brown. Jim Brown left on top nine years. Jim I mean, Brown had championships. He had championships. And Jim Brown left to do something that we could understand. He already had a career in movies and was moving out. Where Tiki just wanted to become a guy on the Today Show. Talking about nothing. Yeah, to find out if people's skirt hemlines were going up or down this year. <laughs> I mean, there was no re It's not like, oh, he's got the chance to replace Jay Leno. He wasn't even getting the Tonight Show. He was one of the, I mean, the Today Show. He was like one of those other people in the Today Show that you don't pay attention to. He was an also-ran. He was right. the, let's go, we need some filler, bring in Tiki. He didn't even get like the 9 o'clock Today Show. <laughs> He would have been serving Hoda bottles of wine, is what but, uh, basically uh, his career was going at. Well, uh, Barry Sanders left. He left early. He had a shot to break the all-time rushing record. What he didn't have a shot and to do was win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> and I still, I mean, I actually, I'm more freaked out about that than anything I've we, ever seen in my we, life. Uh, the Hard Rock had an event where we, oh, they, announced the, the Hard Rock. they announced the cover for the, uh, the, new, um, the new Madden game, and there was a vote. Yeah. Guy who got the overwhelming vote was Barry Sanders. The place went bananas when he yeah. won. They still love Barry S Sanders. Well, Sirius is doing a thing with Wolverine today, so <laughs> that's pretty cool too. He got he won our vote. All right, that's why we're bringing he, him in here. He was most valuable Australian. 
front of me, but he's st- Sanders still revered. He's he's been what tried what, 13, 14 years now. Um, he's been retired yeah. a while, but he was also the most electric thing I ever saw in my lifetime. Ninety nine, he retired. Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Tony, hey, yeah. Run of Fez, hey, hey, love you guys. Um, so Rondé Barber is. is I've been to events with uh, his his kids. You know, he takes them to certain sports, and I've been to the same events with my kids. And literally sitting next to the guy, um, small guy, not big, sitting there like nothing, no pain. I mean, the guy's a freak. I don't know how he does it. And he's small. He's not even a big guy. He's 5'10". Yeah. 5'10 and what? 180? 185? Yeah. 10-looking guy. Amazing. He can take those shots. 183. <laughs> Damn. Multiply two Damn. pounds. I don't know what's wrong with my fucking Terminator <laughs> eyes. I got I to gotta go in and be retuned. One time uh, when uh, in my neighborhood... My mother-in-law was up from Florida, and we walk into this little restaurant, and nobody was in there but Tiki Barber and another uh, guy. And I had to say, there's Rondé Barber's uh, brother. (laughs) And she was like, oh, (laughs) oh, Rondé's brother's here. Celeb-sided. That was the only way she would have known it. Um, Dan, Florida, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey, you're all... I used to work with you at the Hard Rock. He was the best as the vibe manager. <laughs> hey, Dan. You remember? Yes. What's up, man? How are you? Dan, what was Good, man. What, what was Earl like vibe managing? Uh, we, he was very approachable. You go up to him, tell him what you want to hear, and I was always asking him to play Bruce Springsteen. He did it for me. So he was great. I loved <laughs> what him. song would he play by Bruce, though? Oh, I'm on Dancing Fire, in the dark. Thunder Road, Acoustic. You never go deep, do you, Earl? We, you, know, no, we, you can't go, go deep there. <laughs> we got go. We have, We got it. It's all clearance. I know one thing about you at the Hard Rock. Johnny says that you're a phenomenal employee. I'm fun. It's a it's a great place to be. It really, it really is. The crew's fantastic. Was it more fun working there or being ONA's whipping boy? No, Which is, what did it, you was, it was different because it was yeah. a different energy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely a different energy. Where <laughs> no one was trying to make you ski down a hill that you didn't want, though. You get to play as many music videos as you do. I'm now. looking around here today, and there's eyebrows all over the rug. And I'm not even going to ask. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> their intern. Only's intern Alan. His last day, they shaved off his eyebrows. They gave him seventy-five bucks, and then, they, <laughs> then Bob Kelly drew in some new eyebrows. Nice. <laughs> That actually looks better. <laughs> he he wanted to intern for us next semester, but he already has two internships here. Yeah, I don't know. He looks too angry to intern for us. <laughs> <laughs> Although part of him looks very curious, and I like that. <laughs> it was seventy-five bucks. Yeah, he no, wanted. No, to- it was. It was 72 shave and then another 50 to draw on Sharpie. All right, so... <laughs> it's like 120 bucks about. Yeah, all right, he did okay. He's out a little I bit. I mean, once they fucking shaved them off, you might as well ink them. <laughs> you don't want to look like a weirdo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was very curious, though. Look, here's Earl's favorite song. What 
What's that noise? The feral kid? <laughs> a feral Jersey boy. <laughs> What do we do? Cue these things up to the end? I was playing before. Just way low and no one could hear it. <laughs> Smart. Dogs are like, hey, Springsteen. <laughs> Chris is all over it. You're welcome, dogs. Earl, what brings you in today? Anything on your mind? Anything in Earl's world? Um, the uh, a couple of things. Like everyone's really upset about the punk <laughs> exhibit that's happening at the Met. Who's everybody? Um, former punk <laughs> people I know that are in the, really in the yeah. punk that they're just furious at like that it's completely contrary to what the whole thing was about. It I got was, mixed emotions about it. It was really about fashion. It was about fashion and being fashion. Yeah, because they had this big gala early in the week, and and it was everyone so not punk <laughs> was right. at this thing. It was like you know it was Madonna and it was Kanye West and. Uh, Kim Kardashian was there, and, and very few people from the punk world were there, and, it, and people were upset about it. And, and I know a couple of people that went to the exhibit, and they went, "It's everything. It is like remarkably cliche and remarkably." Right. That's fashion, though. Fashion is remarkably cliche. That's being. By the way, being fashion forward is stealing something from kids on the Lower East Side. <laughs> they have been doing that since the beginning of time. Like, go back and look at everything like, hey, let's make up the beatnik look. Let's make up the hippie look. I remember the, I remember walking to work one, uh, like in the 90s, they had, Macy's had the big display window, grunge fashion. Right. <laughs> and it was flat. That's when you know something just, uh, they're going to destroy any cool of, about anything because they need to turn it into quick cash. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? The fact that it, they're celebrating it at all. It, it, I, to me, the irony was like everything in New York City that was like, actually part of the punk scene, they've destroyed. <laughs> CBS right. is gone. They yeah. make it into a museum. Like, oh, look, here's where the punks used to be. Well, just until you came in and took it over, there were still bands playing there. Yeah, the Continental just stopped having shows, and they they were they had shows on on, uh, yeah, on Con St. Mark's for years and years. Yeah, Continental, like, even the Joey Ramone sign mm -hmm. on, I think it's like third and third or whatever. They put that thing so high up in the air that you can't even see it anymore. Yeah, Cream told me he saw it. No one else was able to <laughs> fucking eyeball it. Cream's like, that's great what they did for Joey uh, Ramone. Yeah, I think Stevie's is what a John Varvato store now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the Met thing, they they re um, they redid the bathroom from CBGBs. They just made a grimy bathroom in Great. the exhibit. <laughs> yeah, no, Great, it's... way to go! You captured it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a here's a stall to urinate in. Well, you go. You should have went up there with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> just throw, start destroying stuff. Well, it all happened because if you if you see any young girl, any one of her accessories today, walking down the street, there will be studs on it. That's 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 why they, that's why it's punk fashion is so hot right now. It's, they just put studs on everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It looks crazy. There's an iPhone cover with just studs poking out like <laughs> like an inch. It just looks insane. What, where do you even put that? In your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna hurt yourself. That's punk. That's fucking punk. Yeah, I mean, so people are up in arms about it. I mean, it's... I don't know. I mean, I'm like... i rather... You know, if you want to be punk... Like, punk was just... Just do it. You know what I mean? Just be yourself. Like, the whole idea... Of, I think they have Richard Hell's shirt that he did. 
<laughs> it's yeah. It's just it's just soul sucking. Like, yeah, but at the like, same you realize- time, screw them because that's that's all the, who those people are because they don't care about it. They just want to use it to make money, and then they'll find the next thing to exploit. Like, and- people forget like Richard Helm did the safety pin shirt just to keep the shirt together. He right. didn't have any money <laughs> to buy a new shirt, and then some fucking vampires came in. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that shirt. We can market it. Terrible fucking people. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. It's it's horrible. They're just seriously. Yeah, this it's one, really bad. Worst things that ever happened. It was, it was so weird. I'm walking down uh, Fifth Avenue and they had the. It, the, was it Bird Off Goodman or whatever that story yeah, is? Was, and they have all these phone faces yeah, I, well, in the window. I walked by it too. And I'm sitting there. I'm just staring at him like this is so. Donald Trump was in there trying on on jackets. <laughs> if he got a mohawk, I would never stop laughing. <laughs> it's almost a mohawk without him trying right now. But it's it's if that's their symbol of New York City counterculture. I'm like, you know what? We got to do better. We have to do better. But it's not. It's not the 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 image of New York City counterculture. It's just. These rich fashionistas, like I think that's the word I could use. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that's their. That's just they just want to make money. That's all it is. It's just like punk's so hot right now. Right, it's so hot, it's so hot right it's, now. It's punk. It's Lander. Yeah. It's <laughs> punk's so hot right Derelict. now. Punk, it's hot. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. But that's the world we live in, Earl. Gotta make that money. Gotta get that Yankee dollar. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, uh, over the w- last weekend, I went over to uh, to Five Points out in Long Island City, which is absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. It, it's, it's you go there. Hey. I passed it on the train. I'm gonna Seven wait train. until uh, MoMA takes it over. <laughs> well, the scary part is MoMA is right across the street. PS One. Yeah. So, which is even stranger, but it's you know it's two two hundred thousand square feet of great artwork, amazing artwork. Um, I went there last week. There was guys working on on murals as we were we were there, and I talked to the guy, uh, one of the curators, and he said, you know, they're in danger of getting kicked out. All right. So explain to people exactly what Five Points is. Five Points. It's it's an they took over this old factory, uh-huh. and it's basically they don't want to call it graffiti. They call it aerosol art, and guys from all over the world they come over there and they do they paint murals. Along the walls, basically circling that entire block inside the place, um, up on the roof. So, oh yeah, every every everything is covered in graffiti. Last time I was there, some dude was like, "I came here from France. I'm a graffiti guy from France. I came here just to see this place." So I was like, "This is." I nuts. was there. There were people from Australia, New Zealand, England, um, South America, and they they were basically scouting out the place for artists to come there and do their work there. Yeah. Uh, and um, if you go on the seven train, you can see a bi- this giant mural, Biggie Smalls. You can see Biggie Smalls, <laughs> big ups to Brooklyn forever. Yeah, you can see if you take the seven train um, from Queens into Manhattan, Manhattan into Queens, you'll see the entire thing. You'll see the entire building and all the uh, work on on it. Good, I'll see it when I go out to a Mets game. <laughs> yeah, nice. but it, but it's been there for about, about a little over ten years, and the owners of the More place. Yeah, I mean it's it. This incarnation of it's been around for ten years. It's been it goes back another ten. The owners want to tear it down and build condos because Long Island City now is it's hot it's, real yeah, estate. Yeah, it's too hot. 
It's not real estate. It's close to the city. All there is is uh, construction in Long Island City in Astoria, and just just hotels and giant condos are going up. Yeah, they want to tear the place down and build condos. Um, there was plans to destroy it, basically tear it down in the fall. Um, I spoke to the curator. He said that those plans, you know, because construction, you can't get anything built in the city without greasing a lot of palms. Um, they basically got a stay of execution, essentially, but they're working without a lease. Um, they can oh. get kicked out at any point, but right now they're they're doing business as usual. You're taking pictures over there? Yeah, I took some shots of some of the, Incredible artwork. There was a beautiful picture of um, Adam Yawk in honor of. Uh, well, we're going to put that up in the iBank in just a little bit. Right now, we've uh, got some of the old pictures that you have up there, but we'll put up the new shots. So, this is your new thing, Earl. You hang out there and take uh, pictures. It looks crazy amazing. Yeah. And these artists are doing this for free. Some want to do it just for the sake of doing it, some of, it, some of the work is commissioned. Um, a lot well, of the, how would it be commission on an old fucking factory? Who's paying for it? Um, that part I don't know. But a lot of the artists, they use that. They use it as almost, this is kind of like their portfolio. They take pictures of it, and they're like, hey, this is this is some of the work that I do. Um, a couple of the artists I met there, they, this is how they make their living. They go all over, over the world and do work. And they, no, they're making ten, five, ten grand per mural all over the world. And, and then they're the, painting here basically for free. People want to come. It doesn't cost you anything to come and see this. Yeah, you come, no. you show up, you walk around. You see, this is something Bloomberg should try to get behind. <laughs> no way. No way. All right, then the next, well, they, the lesbian mayor. Well, they remember, oddly enough, the, the, the Bloomberg administration, they, were, they fought a planned graffiti exhibit. They said it would encourage graffiti, which I thought was ridiculous. And so this is like the last place where... You can kind of see artists really work their craft. I mean, the two biggest exhibitions that we the city has had in the last, I think, in the last ten years was Keith Haring and Basquiat. Both of them came from this culture, right? And I went to the Basquiat exhibition. Phenomenal, I went, phenomenal. The last day, the line went from avenue to avenue for people getting in. It was that. Why did people wait for the last day? I just rolled in there. Chris, what was it like when you went in? I never made it in. Jesus I'm Christ. A, what a, a fucking heck. I'm a bad person. No, you're not a bad person. <laughs> it's just that you don't do anything that doesn't involve drugs and alcohol. <laughs> that if I told you there was weed and alcohol down there, you'd have been there first day. Well, I could have just brought a flask in. I mean, I, I, could, I could improvise. <laughs> you know why you guys laugh? Remember, he's killing himself. That's what I'm listen, listen to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad about yourselves, both of you. <laughs> They think it's funny that you're dying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. They're like, oh, drink it up. Oh, just, drink it up. It's funny. Just, Let's laugh at the drunk. So, Earl, what uh, what can people do if they want to join your cause to save this place? Um, you can go to, I think, uh, go to New York, NYC.gov, and then you click on Landmarks Preservation. So it wants to be preserved as a landmark. Um, yeah, there's a grassroots campaign. That, they they want to get 500000 that band. <laughs> they want to get five hundred. In my midnight confession, they want to get um, a half a million signatures to present to. Um, I was asking for a lot to present to the city and get it landmarked. You know, because once you get it landmarked, it opens up a whole lot of doors to you know getting you know, five five hundred C one three status. Yeah, maybe this will help you off.
Step on the eye bang right now. By the way, this was Creed's band. That was the band Creed was in. <laughs> you watch last night? I actually T-voted it last night. I, I, I didn't watch oh, it, no. Don't bother. Don't bother? Uh-oh. Did you say it? No. Pam blew somebody. Don't cut! <laughs> I know I gotta watch this. It, was it Jim? No. No. Yes! This is perfect! Uh, Alright, these are the pictures that you took, girl? Yeah. Those are great. Holy shit. That is crazy. So every one of those blocks is a different artist has done it. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's an entire strip. It goes, again, it's 200,000 square feet. It basically circles underneath the subway station. Yeah. You you need to get some overview uh, shots, or you need to go from a distance so people can see just how large this is. You got to get up on the roof, because you can just go up that, that ladder on the side of the building. Uh-uh, don't do it at all. Do it. He's do not it. good with heights. <laughs> Come on. For, for your art, man. You know who should be involved in this. This is, should be hard rock. Yeah, that's the perfect hard rock thing. I mean that, and I'm one of the things I want to. I'm going to attempt to reach out to people who were part of the that culture. I mean, like we're talking about punk before punk and hip hop. Those they well, all came from who, this. Who culture. was the guy we had on the show before? Oh, um, Suck Lord. No, forget Suck Lord for five seconds. <laughs> um, this was the guy that that. I used to put money into graffiti things. He had shirts. Oh, Mark Echo. Thank you. Suck Lord. <laughs> Suck Lord sits around painting little fucking things and says that there's something else. He takes toys and then fucking writes, this is a, th this toy kills homophobes. What? I'm sure he's put up, uh, he's um, posted up. Before. Mark Echo would be perfect for you to contact. Have you tried Russell Simmons? Yeah, we're going to try uh, Russell, his brother Danny, who Spike runs the gallery. Lee. Spike, um, Chuck D. Try the Beasties. Beasties. Shepard Ferry. Um, I'm sure he'd love this. Uh, Charles Ahern, who did the documentary Wild Style, which was all about the graffiti culture. Um, we're reaching out to a lot of people. I mean, we're going to try to cast as wide a net on this as possible. Like, we're going to even make overtures to, dare I say, Jay-Z. I mean, what do you mean, dare you say? You're allowed to approach him. What, what? I mean, He's just like you. You just got to go through a lot of layers. So, Just I mean, fucking bum rush him somewhere and start screaming. Uh, he Help might, me, five points. I <laughs> don't know what you mean. Uh, he might be pissed because it's Long Island City, not Brooklyn. <laughs> Long Island City is almost Brooklyn. Long Island City is its own entity. I know it is, <laughs> but it's a very short hike to Brooklyn. It is right over the Pulaski. Who doesn't like the Pulaski? It's a great little bridge. Yeah, beautiful view. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had early doing something with yeah, you. I, I, I mean, this is, you know, we talk about New York City counterculture. Like, all the countercultural landmarks are gone now. Yeah. Um, this is one that deserves to be saved. You know what you ought to do? Is get some kids to put some bills out there to the fucking hayseeds in Times Square and see if they won't take the seven train and move some well, fucking I mean, morons into the place. Well, that's. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, some well, of those child molesters might like to fucking go over and take a nice look at this. Well, again, you uh, think big, girl. I mean, it's open primarily on weekends. Like, again, the last time I went, I went there last weekend. There were a lot of people there. I mean, mm -hmm. just because again, you know, like you you see it on the train. But are they get worried that shit's falling on people or anything, Earl? No, I mean there is some structural issues that <laughs> okay. with the building. I'm about that. It is old and beat down. And, and one of the reasons why they want to get it landmarked is because then you can get some you can get some money, you can get federal money to help restore it and, and renovate it. Let me tell you something. In about two thousand 
2004, 2005, something like that. I'm over on the west side at a, at a fucking shitty bar, 3 o'clock in the morning. So we're outside having a smoke. And a guy says to me, hey, they're making a park out of those train tracks, right? Yeah. And I go... That is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. You're making a rape zone. It'll just be junkies shooting dope up there. Go down there now, the High Line. People come from all over the world. I was just down there last weekend. You could hear every voice in Europe walking that thing, taking pictures, loving it. I was a million percent wrong. I don't want to be wrong again. That's fucking Van Gogh's ear right there. This time I want to be on Earl's side saying I don't want to be some naysayer acting like it's just going to be trouble. You do need a place for street art. Yeah, and again, the the two most celebrated artists that come out of New York were originally street artists. You know, people, you know, what's his name, Banksy? Yeah. Like, Probably the most famous artist in the world right now. Right now, I mean, yeah, street artist. Well, I read the guy who wants to build the condos uh, tried to uh, make the... the the artist happy where he'll let them um, put murals up inside the building if they want. Yeah, that'll last for until five fucking minutes. Awful. I mean, I mean, it's different. It's unique. It's, You're it's right. clearly yeah. New it's York. Far, yeah, it's organic. Yeah, and it's very. That's the thing. It's not somebody commissioning something. These people are coming there, painting, and then there there is an audience showing up because they want to see something that's being done weird and not part of uh, something that's already set up, some corporate structure. And it keep and it's constantly changing too. So what could be here now could be completely different, you know, couple yeah, weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, there's always new you know, new pieces going up. It's it, and the neighborhood used to be pretty shady over there, but now it's totally different because it's it, it's getting Yeah, it's very family friendly. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I'm saying they're still trying to run your ass out. <laughs> You're the last fucking holdout to terrible times. They had to fucking have double decker buses drive by you so I'm, the kids can see what New York used to look like. I am one. Of the, I'm like one of the two people in the building who isn't in a co-op. It was they, they hate me. You know what to do though, because this happened to my friend Artie. They wanted him out of this one building so fucking bad that they gave him a free place in another building for the rest of his life. What? Yeah. He was in... Well, now, first of all, he lived in the Upper East Side since... Seriously. Since fucking Robert E. Lee got chased the fuck out of there. So he was there forever. So he's in some building that fucking went condo, and he's like, no, I got, you know, a lease, and I'm fucking staying. And the guy kept coming back until finally he said, look, I'm going to give you a free apartment for life. And if you leave... And he goes, let me see the apartment. He goes, this is great. Nice. I'll fucking take it. And he was just an old man not doing nothing every fucking day that I know him. He's standing out front fucking commenting on people walking by, <laughs> having a problem with everything. With his free rent. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, that's too close. That fucking truck is too close to the sidewalk right now. Uh, this place used to be the best cookies that you could ever get. You know, he was just fucking running the neighborhood on his free rent. That's crazy. He's the Upper East Side. He's the mayor. <laughs> the that just happened downtown uh, when they knocked down Mars Bar. Um, there were some people holdouts. There was like five or six holdouts. So the guy was like, "Listen, I'll just give you guys ten dollar a month apartments." And then they and they and he came through on it. He actually gave they built yeah, it in place. Yeah, because they're making billions. Yeah. 
You know, just to move his ass out. Because they know legally he's got a fucking contract. They can't get his ass out. Oh, man, I hope that happens to me. <laughs> but then he pointed to this other place, some bright, shiny building, right? He goes, back in the 70s, these people were living in there, and they wouldn't get out, and they burnt the place down in the middle of the night, and six families were killed. <laughs> True story. Damn, Artie. <laughs> You the police reports on that? Or? No, nobody said nothing. He would never say anything. I miss that fucker. I miss that mean old man. Yeah, you, got a, you got a nice deal out of it. Yeah. He did. And then his kids didn't want it. They're out in fucking Long Island like a couple of fucking idiots. <laughs> we like Long Island. That would shatter my mind. So what part of free did you not get to understand? It's well, they grew up in the city when it was at its worst. And they like to be out there because it's got a, uh, you know, there's a Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> it's a bunch of those. Yeah. There's, they live in between two Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> there's Denny's. Yeah. And there's like a lot, a lot of racism. <laughs> And what's the Chinese one that they seem to love in the P.F. Chang's? Yeah, they're all crazy about P.F. Chang's. <laughs> Everyone loves P.F. Chang's. You ever go to P.F. Chang's? They have the best tasteless food. <laughs> as much as you want to eat, and you never taste it. <laughs> it's the same everywhere you go. Uh, here's where. what people are writing on your thing, Earl. Uh, Monkey House. <laughs> the Who. The Who. Nothing but the Who. <laughs> <sighs> Repent 13. <laughs> Mighty House. Mighty House rocks the fat ass. And then Skippy just writes, bulldoze this shit. Wow, Skippy, you're a bad person. Graffitis. But uh, don't you think it's beyond graffiti? This is art. Yeah, it's art. It's beyond graffiti. Graffiti is when you just, you know, tag something on the side of a building. This is art. Yeah. There's one guy in my neighborhood who's been um, tagging up a, uh, it's a... It's like a stick of dynamite, but he puts two circles on the end of it, so it looks like a penis. Great. <laughs> and it's everywhere. And That's great. I used to laugh. Now I'm just like another another dynamite penis. <laughs> You're annoyed. You got a dynamite penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a... Uh, that replaces the old A with the circle for me. <laughs> <laughs> the old anarchy thing. Anchor's <laughs> cookbook. Yeah, but if you uh, download the download the uh, form, fill it out completely, um, and then just send it in. You know, and respectfully, don't be a dick. Yeah, respectfully. You know, be. You know, you could be passionate about it, but don't be disrespectful about it. Please. Be cool for once in your fucking life. Come on, my buddies had to do community service over there. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, and the last thing we need is another god awful looking condo. <laughs> well, that entire neighborhood is now is becoming condos. It's it's, it's crazy. It's but they're not. It's literally all around there is just new empty con giant high rise condos. It's all that's around there, and in <laughs> the hotels. Is anybody renting them yet? Or no, they're they're at, they're half empty. They're probably three quarters empty. There's no lights on in them. 
But every guy's like, listen, people are going to start moving in here. It's going to be huge. It's going to be really great. <laughs> and it's a great industrial neighborhood. <laughs> There's one straight fucking train that you can take to get to Midtown. So this is perfect. <laughs> That's why Williamsburg blew up. It's yeah. like they realized, wait a minute, the L train's three stops in to Lower East Side. Oh, we can, we can move people in here. And they get to Manhattan really quickly. Yeah, you're three stops from Grand Central. <laughs> if you take three the- long stops. <laughs> <laughs> On an elevated train, but throw an elevated train, Earl. I love. I I grew up there. I love the seven train. How long did you talking crap? All right, we got to play the Mighty Horse song. Enough people are fucking asking for it. Graffiti artist and consultant to designer uh, Mark Echo. Oh, he was arrested for spray painting subway cars in Brooklyn. You know, I'm a fan of the graffiti because I was an old school graffiti artist myself. My specialty was the T sign, just the word the who, the backwards SWAT sticker. We'd write, I draw the road runner, just the word the who, repent 13, the word the who. Yeah, those, those type of things. It's a guerrilla movement, that's the way it goes, and it's the art of getting up, getting known, and then you take that vehicle and you go all the places once they know you. The higher you can tag something, the more respect you're going to get. The more outlandish you tag, the more respect you're going to get in the community. I know a person, everywhere they go, they tag Mighty Horse Rocks the Fat Ass. Mighty Horse Rocks the Fat Ass. When Mighty Horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When Mighty Horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Everybody else can live by the rules, except for the graffiti artists. But when you see the Mighty Horse rocks, you don't spell rocks, R-O-X. When Mighty Horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. What about my tag, Monkey House? Only I, only I pronounce it like this, Monkey House! When Monkey House rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Monkey House! Cause that's the name I tag with. Monkey House of D-Sippers. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks the D-Sippers. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks the D-Sippers. Mighty Horse rocks the fat ass. Mighty Horse rocks. When Mighty Horse Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When Mighty Horse Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Mighty Horse Rocks the fat ass. Alright, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a plane and tag the sky. Shot a boot gray. Shot a boot gray. Oh, the Mighty Horse. Sleeves. Sleeves! Sleeves got an album with your buddy, huh? Yeah, Adi Clone is the name of it with uh, Roy Schaefer of the Dave Max Sports Program. Do you just say Roar? Roy, Roy Schaefer? How do you say it? Roy Schaefer? Roy. Roy. R O Y. Yeah. Because uh, I can never can tell how you pronounce his name. Roy Schaefer. Roy. Roy. Roy Schaefer. <laughs> Adi Clone's the album. Yeah, they. Uh, What's it called? Adi Clone. Oh, that's easy to remember. Adi Clone on iTunes. <laughs> oh, Earl, this is going to make your, uh, you feel bad. Randy Jackson and all the judges fired from American Idol. They fired, they cleaned house? Yeah, they cleaned wow. house. They blame the, ju- they blame the fucking 
all the judges for how shitty the show is that nobody ever watches. <laughs> so wait a minute. Forget the fact that the talent pool that they're yes, they've already had every American sing. <laughs> it's just turn, the, play the judges turn the Hunger Games, just have them sing as they're getting shot at. Well, when's the last time they made a star? That's when the show you were, you were thinking some kid's going to get their life changed. Who was the dude that didn't win, but he's like the bald guy who's the rock star? Daughtry. Daughtry. No, all the guys that didn't win became stars. Oh, right. <laughs> well, then we must have a lot of fucking stars I don't know about. <laughs> you know, but, you know, Daughtry, um, Jennifer Hudson, she didn't win. <laughs> she, yeah, but, that, you know, but the, by the way, you're going back eight years ago, even with <laughs> these names. Yeah. So I guess Lambert would be the last guy to get any heat, right? To get even a semblance of... And he didn't sell. Yeah. Nothing sold for him. And where is he now? He's he's not. He's doing Nothing. Nothing. Lambert, you're done. Um, I actually had to. Uh, I was. I, I was trying to think of who. The last one that I remember was the country girl, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, she got gigantic. But then I didn't even remember who won the Super Bowl this year. So you can't go by <laughs> me. There's too much sports and there's too much idol. How about Bower Socks? Is that a, is that one? Was she like? Did she like look weird? Did she have like dreads? Yeah, I don't think Bower Socks took off. She has a great name, though, to do take off. Yeah, Bower it was Sox. great fucking dreads. <laughs> but, so they just basically like, oh, it must be the judges. We're going to start over. Well, they know everything's broke, so they might as well you know, change the package. So, but, uh, but All those shows are fucking... They don't make stars. Like the America's Got Talent guys. Like I've never even known anyone who's won that. And that's, been, that's apparently a big show. That's been on forever. The Voice. The Voice has been on, like, four years. None of them. And they've already clean. I think they've already cleaned house on judges. Yeah, they changed all the judges up. Well, well, well the judges have other things to do. <laughs> yeah, they're working like, musicians. Like CeeLo and Adam will be. I got a yeah, career. Like, you know, at a certain point, I want to make an album and tour. <laughs> I, make I just can't touring. fucking tell kids that I'm going to lie to them and say I'm going to be behind you a million percent because hey, I ain't. They're going to mentor them. I was trying to think of the guy who came in today that was walking through the lobby that had everybody excited in the lobby. Some some fucking country artist, Greg something. I guess it was Greg Kinnear. <laughs> He's a country artist now. I think it was Greg Campbell. They were talking about Greg Bates, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it was Greg Bates Wilson. That's <laughs> no, there's him. two guys, Bates or Wilson. <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> no, this was Greg Campbell, and he was wearing a big fucking cowboy hat, right. and it looked like somebody was falling behind him with a cowboy hat box. <laughs> Case he needed to put his hat. At least that's what I was imagining. <laughs> you, if you're wearing a cowboy hat, you just place it down. You shouldn't have. And a then box I remember thinking it. to myself, why aren't we getting Greg Campbell? Seems to be a big deal. Craig Campbell. He's rocking the highway today. Tim <laughs> <laughs> Bolo tie on. No, what I did. I think that's a great look. Sure it is. It's a fucking rope around your neck. Who wouldn't like it? <laughs> Uh, Charles Ramsey, the hero in Cleveland, uh, it already came out, is that he went to jail for beating his wife a couple times. Yeah, th three separate times he did uh, the little time. Yeah. About a year. I think it was his longest bid. Now, here's the other thing, and I think you sent this in, Hicks, about the woman who was given the finger to Noah when he got thrown out of the game. Yeah. This... Just just looking at the, the pictures up on the iBang... Just looking at it just makes me 
hate her? Well, she's South Florida <laughs> fucking, I don't want to say coke trash, because, uh, let me just put this in a way of, she looks like South Florida coke trash. <laughs> well, Not that uh, I know that she is. Well, she has been accused of killing a husband. Uh, she, she burns through him. She has like three ex-husbands. One of them died. Would you just leave the term South Florida Coke trash? <laughs> because we all know what the, that that's all part of what we're doing here. All right. But here's what weirds me out. So here's this woman acting like an awful fucking fan. She hasn't touched Noah. She just screamed and put her middle finger close to him while she's wearing her white pants. Now, the fact is... Are we now open to go through her whole past and put it out on the internet because we don't like the way she acted as a fan? Is there now? Oh, by the way, uh, a guy was obnoxious in the restaurant, so I'm going to put out all the different things that he's done in his life. Is that everybody's fucking business? Are we all living in an aquarium? Well, it's, we're in this, this weird, like, middle area where everyone has access to fight. Like, I have no idea how they even found this woman's name. When she's just some a fan in a giant crowd of people giving one per to do the finger. So here's the weird thing. So the internet find, follows it first, and then the re the media uh, uh, kind of reports on what the internet put out there. Yeah. But can you be an obnoxious fan without them fucking putting up your rap sheet these days? <laughs> do, do your grades in high school now have to come out by how you acted or how many times you've been married? Uh, you. No, no, because now you have to watch yourself. Because if you're on a national, if you do something that garners attention, that's on TV, you're, the people will find something on you, and then it will be put out. That's just how it is. If if someone with um, enough, who so you're saying enough, a fan now has to live their life the same way that we claimed. I don't know the two actors from Chips back in the eighties <laughs> that people would out their past, right? Yeah, because they picked a public life. But you're now telling me that this fan screaming shit at a game is now a public figure. Yeah, am I the only one who finds this nuts? There's, it's a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's partially because she has she has that past already. People recognized her and said, but "All right, it's her." Who doesn't have somewhat of a fucking past, particularly if you're at a heat game. <laughs> because I went to heat games before. And I'll tell you, when you go into the, the bathroom, the mirrors there are laid across the sinks. They're already down. And I wish I'm making this up. <laughs> but people go on bump breaks during a fucking heat game. It's a heat game. The, everyone gets there late because they're like in the fucking parking lot going, fucking guzzling and bumping Doing the bumps. whole time. <laughs> So, to me, she's like every other person I ever met in South Florida, <laughs> including, scary enough, the cops. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, that's the world we're living in now, where everyone has access to information. Everyone has access to police reports. But here's the thing. Do you feel like, all right, I don't want to go to a fucking Phillies game because I don't want my ex-wife to fucking put out something on the internet about me. I don't want it to be brought up that I got a fucking DUI. Yeah. Sadly, that's what's happened. You don't, don't get in the public's eye for anything, even inadvertently, or else you piss the wrong person off. I mean, well, that didn't that start with Bartman, Steve Bartman, when in the Cubs... 
the infamous Cubs Rollins game. He's still getting shit over that. And he was just a regular guy. And the ball, by the way, wasn't going to be caught. Moises said it would have been caught two years later. He finally said, <laughs> "I saw it." He went and caught years well, later. Now I would have caught that ball. Moises wouldn't have caught if you hit it straight at him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Jason. You're on the Run and Fed show. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I'm an attorney. I got a client who um, has somebody talking some shit about them on on Twitter, and if uh, it's false, then that might be defamatory. But I need to figure out, is my client a public figure just because she's on Twitter in the first place, which changes the whole analysis. It's, uh, We've actually discussed that before. Like, does Facebook, is that the same as getting a radio show? Yeah, well, if it is, then the law serves kind of no purpose whatsoever. So, like, I don't know. Has any, no one has yet gone in and, and brought that up? Uh, I also haven't done the research. i got to look into it. Because I, I will tell you, I have seen that people's tweets uh, get put into the New York Post mm -hmm. and get them suspended from work. Well, yeah, there was that guy who worked for what? The sanitation department? Right? Yeah, sanitation department. You got it right. That was what it is. They were married to the guy at the sanitation department. But the fact is, I, uh, you know, all these things... Are, and uh, Your phone sucks, so I'm going to hang up on you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I do think... That if you go on the internet now, it's basically like you are a Kardashian. Whether you see yourself entering this public thing or not, you are now a public figure. And we used to limit this kind of stuff to politicians, movie stars, musicians. And now everyone uh, could bitch about the paparazzi. I mean, if you look over at those women that were kidnapped. They went to their house. The police says, please, let's give them some... No, the paparazzi is out. It's not the media. This is paparazzi hanging around trying to get pictures of people who were kidnapped for fucking 10 years. The guy who helped them, now his past has been outed. Now, here's the problem with that. Suddenly now, if you see a girl being raped, do you run over and help? Or do you think to yourself, I don't want the fact that I was once busted for fucking dealing coming up. She's on her own. You know, do we make it seem like any good Samaritan, it's time for us to fucking smack them with a stick? I think, me personally, I think Ramsey's a hero. For, I mean, but you thought that just for beating his wife and going to prison. Not for beating his wife. No, what he did was... He taught her how to act. Quite frankly, <laughs> you say it's a hero. It's not that big a deal. Any man should do the no, same I, thing. I'm just saying, but, but if he's going to get accolades for that, I got no problem with it. All right, but he but he obviously but he put that out of his head. He was he had this criminal past. He could have easily said, "You know what? This is more trouble than it's we worth." We knew he had fuck we knew he had some kind of past because when that little siren went off, he almost ran. He <laughs> <laughs> just stopped talking. It was just right. like just gave him the weird eye. Here it comes. I'm getting fucking locked up again. But really Ramsey did his fucking time. He's out. He He's not welcome among us. Now yeah. he has to carry his past along, like like Bill Clinton or somebody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Bill Clinton, whether he smoked pot or not was a big deal back then. Now it no longer is to Obama. Obama does munchies jokes all the time, even though he hasn't done a goddamn thing to help people who are in prison for dealing dope. 
Yeah, or I mean, being caught with any kind of quantity. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea is like, well, you got to pay your debt to society. He's like, okay, he paid it, <laughs> and he's still paying. Right. You know, he's like, wait a minute, I thought he paid it. He paid his freedom, whatever. I don't know how much time he did. But, you know, now, because, and this, you know, whatever he did, he carried in his little world. But now all of America can look at that and say, oh, this guy isn't a hero, or this guy isn't that. He didn't ask for any of it. He didn't even ask to be called a hero. What's the big fucking deal? So what I, my point going back to with this woman Again, it seems like we're all public figures. There's no privacy. Yeah, well, intimacy is out the window. It's totally out the window. Well, I mean, some of it is, some of it's voluntary. Some, of it, a lot of it's involuntary. Like this woman, she probably didn't think. Like this, this incident probably lasted what five seconds, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and a photographer just happened to capture it, and now she's. All like literally all over the world because basketball is right. a worldwide sport, and you know, and then now that we and have by the way, she has like a shitty fan, and I always hate when the fans cross certain fucking lines. I don't like to be, you know, but that was an extreme crazy game, and Noah was getting nuts himself. Yeah, and she probably didn't. And if you can offer any defense for it, you know, it was in the heat of the moment. You know, let's be fans boo, fans curse people out. It's not. It's not the coolest thing in the world, but in the moment, you know, he was. He just got in a what a second technical, and he got kicked out. Uh, Aaron, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I I think this just demonstrates that unless you have a billion dollars, any level of fame is just it's a fucking curse. Like Fab Five Freddy says in the Basquiat documentary, it's fucking whack. Who wants to be famous? You know, who wants to have everything that you ever did come out? I'd hate to win the lottery. Well, here's the weird thing. Rich and famous used to go, you know, hand in hand. If you were famous, you were rich. Now you can see by Teen Mom, she got famous, but she had to fuck on camera to finally get rich. Yeah. Yeah, she said she um, was sad and lonely, which is why she, uh, you know, banged James Dean on camera. You're sad and lonely, right? I'm not going to bang James Dean on camera. <laughs> so you think you're sad and lonely. I just watched that Journey thing the other night. I wish you guys would watch it. I just want to discuss it with anyone. It's a pretty crazy story. Oh. Uh, Drew, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I was going to say that you had made a comment about the paparazzi and you know that they're sort of the, the evil and all this. And actually, it's the sources that they they get paid by and actually that uh, I, I don't know how you public. jumped ahead and said that I'm um, evil what I said is the difference between paparazzi and let's say somebody who works for MSNBC is paparazzi are self uh, employed people so you can't sit around and just blame the media like we used to because there's going to be a hundred guys out there with cameras because they know they can sell a picture of a victim. Right. No, I totally agree. And I think it's disgusting. But I think that when they do, they pile on to a place like that and, and, and in a really inappropriate fashion, they, they sort of jump in and ask, you know, they, they bait uh, celebrities into fights and they, they do really horribly and inappropriate things. Their pictures end up in magazines, popular magazines and on the news and they get, get end up used 
and purchased by these major media outlets, which ultimately means the people who are watching it are the ones who are, you know, ultimately responsible for, you know, for this kind of behavior. So it's like, I think the public has, you know, wants to see this stuff, and until they stop buying Us Magazine... Yeah, you're never going to. You're never right, going to. But the the fact of the matter is, there are always going to be those kinds of people. The difference is, now they're no longer interested in, let's say, Frank Sinatra, like this used to be. Like, Frank Sinatra would be followed around. Now it's just regular fucking people who get beat up on for a while. And in this case, victims. Victims. Yeah, it's that whole race to be, you know, the, the old news thing was, do you want to be first or do you want to be right? You know what I mean? Now everybody just wants to be first. You're 100% right, and that's because they're getting beat by Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, Twitter gets news up now before CNN could possibly get it, and obviously long before the New York Post yeah. is going to have it, uh, or at least in newspaper form. Here is um, Oz. Oz, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, I just think we've put ourselves out there. I mean, it's... It's Ramsey's fault. It's fucking that, that chick in the Miami, you know, the co-chorus fault. Like, she sat there. She gave a finger to Noah. She wants to be known. Same thing with Ramsey. The guy's a hero, but he could have said no comment. I don't want to be on, you know, I don't want to be interviewed. I mean, I know friends that aren't on Twitter, aren't on Facebook. They're on and on shit. And I don't even know what the hell they're doing unless I give them a cell phone call. They're, you know, they're socially dark. So it's our fault. We're, you know, socially... You know, adept creatures, we need to be, you know, known and loved. And it's our own fault. You know, if you, you could choose not to be part of the system. And people just choose to be, so you got to pay the consequences. Well, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. The weird thing is, you don't know that you're buying into that immediately. Earl, have you ever said anything on Twitter that you regret it saying? Do you um, ever go, let's say, watching a game and say someone blows or whatever? Um, I, I think I put the, I forgot, someone passed away and I put the wrong name up. Mm. <laughs> and that was it. And I, and I took it you off. You put Bill Clinton passed away. <laughs> I screen capped that. I'm holding that in my back pocket. That is what happens to people. <laughs> <laughs> they get screen capped. But then I, and I'm pretty sure she wasn't expecting to be photographed. <laughs> I honestly believe that. I don't think. All right, here's one for you, Earl, while you're here. All right, go over to Twitter on the search. And we're just going to do this just off the fly here and put in the N-bomb and see how many show up and see if this is the way these people, or whether Earl even knows this kind of stuff goes on so much. But... Oh, man. All right, um... Sup. This is for my ends here. And logic. Wow. You uh, N loving piece of shit. I like that. It's in other languages, too. Just, it just pops up. <laughs> wow. Is that right? Uh, that other yeah. languages will use it? Yes. Uh, there's, there's one completely in Spanish. Here's one. I don't even know what language this is. Maybe it's Swedish or something. That's really weird. Oh, and there's, there's Kill yourself, up. ugly N. Plenty of white people feel very close. I like that can't be Lana Del Rey, who <laughs> actually told some N whore to die of cancer. Someone is using her name. 
Someone just posted, I like big N-C. Oh, that's good. What's the C for? I can't say. I'm not cursing. Cunt? (laughs) The other one. Opposite of that. Smells like drunk N outside. Here's a guy in German. And wait, by the way, (laughs) somebody just wrote Mellow Air Jordan, uh, and it came up for no reason. Oh, because they sent it to Vanilla N. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Pretty liberal with that word. Yeah. (laughs) Now, all those people will, when something comes up, they'll get posted on this thing like, like, here's when to do it, when Obama speaks. (laughs) Oh. And then all those people get outed the second it happens. Um, Josh, Cincinnati, you're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah, I think uh, to touch on what Earl was saying, that uh, the problem is that too many people are trying to become the rogue journalist and be the first person on Twitter to to write something. I mean, I'm a comic, but I have a business partner who decided he wanted to make a uh, a website selling uh, Jerry Sandusky Halloween costumes, and so some kid at Penn State that wrote for the paper did a internet search, and just because I was associated with him in another business, had me associated with this business because he wanted to have this breaking story which was completely false but i think that mentality is what's driving a lot of people to put bad information out there because they just want to be known as the person who broke the story uh everybody wants to be first everybody wants to be first now you see that night at boston i was getting more video off of twitter than i was off of cnn fox and then msnbc i was seeing gunfights Almost in real time, <laughs> 15 seconds after they were done, people were uploading them. It Just was insane that night. And people on police scanners at the same time, just posting you know contradictory things all, all night long. All night long. Yeah, hell yeah. Jameson, you're on the Run Fez show. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. I know that uh, Farrah from Team Mom brought another you know life into this world, which is a beautiful thing. However... From what I saw last night on that tape of hers, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed. 40 minutes of complete bliss. And I just wanted to thank her, and I don't think it was a mistake. Well, <laughs> I've only seen parts of it, and it seems like, uh, um, your standards might be a little lower than what I'm expecting out of a porn. <laughs> Maybe you like James Dean's part a lot. <laughs> is this Earl singing? Yeah, this is Earl. <laughs> was he down in the islands for this, the way his head was? <laughs> My steel drum. Everybody this was a mess of it. Oh, God, it was gigantic. <laughs> I was funny the other day we were bringing it up because the, all the MTV VJs were here for yet another anniversary celebration book. Uh, and we were bringing up all the big acts of the 80s. I forgot Lionel Richie. Lionel, yeah. I think Can't Slow Down, that album was, I think, what, third biggest selling album of the 80s or something? It was like it was like Michael Jackson, Def Leppard, and him or something like that. Lionel Richie, the amazing thing about him is that he was just black Phil Collins. So we had white <laughs> Phil Collins and black Phil Collins. And middle-of-the-road people were just so happy in the 80s. They just had so much just to slightly shake along with. Between this and Susudio, forget about it. Your mom was throwing parties. 
and then disappeared almost instant, as fast as he came on. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Hey, oh, did you just say that she did not expect that she would have her picture taken? She was on a national, worldwide televised basketball game running out and putting herself in a situation where you know that the uh, the cameras were trained on this guy. He just got a second take. All right, so in any other time, do you remember a bad fan being out at like this that didn't hit somebody, throw didn't things. throw a bottle, didn't bum rush an ump? Not like this. Just Not screaming at the thing, which, by the way, there were 20,000 people furious at Noah that night. I mean, he was really behind enemy lines. <laughs> She was, was just close. He's shocked that they had a, a loss the game before. And Noah's out there really trying to beat up the Heat once the, the, the game was over. <laughs> by the way, he's one of my favorite ball players to watch love now. Him. Just love to watch him play ball. He goes all out. All the time. All the time. And is willing to put his body on the line. Yeah, and he's supposedly, he was supposed to be on a minute because he's so banged up, he's on a minutes count. He doesn't care. He's like, I want to play. Like I don't it's like take me off the count. He's like you're gonna have to carry me off this court. Him and Rose are exact same kind of ball players. Oh, they what? both they just care about their bulls. <laughs> they bleed Chicago red, or at least I know they bleed red. And they, they, they caught Rose just eating like I don't know, just like food out of like a, a Tupperware <laughs> thing <laughs> during all the game was going on. <laughs> Come on. What? What should he be eating out of? <laughs> He should be paying attention to the game, not worried about his snacks. You wait a minute. You can't have a snack and watch a game. <laughs> not when you're Derrick Rose. Now, see, that's a guy who has to watch himself. Exactly everything he's doing right now, because he knows he's getting killed. I'm not missing anything. I'm having a meatball sandwich. <laughs> it looks bad. Hey, I thought you were supposed to be trying to get back on the court. In that meatball sandwich ain't gonna help you, Rose. He did rehab during the day. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> He needs to reflux. He should be. He's, he's, he's can he have a beverage? Is that bad? If he had some water, water. You, you, could have, with... you could have water. A glass of Gatorade? Water. Maybe Gatorade. Could he have a Tic Tac? Would no. you be going crazy if he put a stick of gum in his mouth? I mean, At what little... point do you get mad? Snacks. He could have water, not Gatorade, because he ain't out there could sweating. He have some peanuts? No, no peanuts. <laughs> Seems like you're being harsh on the guy. He yeah, needs I up am. a protein. It should be on the court. I think a trail mix is fine. All right, what was in there? He's Man, having a candy. <laughs> it's lifesavers. Yeah, so he's having a fucking lifesaver. Come on. You made it seem like he this. had lasagna going the whole time. Empty calories, Derek. Empty calories. It's, it's clearly lifesavers in there. Who's he getting it from? A fan? <laughs> a fan or an employee of some sort. Could he have a fucking dead man's cert? <laughs> he, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're fucking just being harsh on the guy for uh, a team, by the way, that you don't even care about. <laughs> that you want to lose. And you should be happy sitting up there sucking on a fucking butterscotch. <laughs> don't. On a grandma candy. Don't like it. Don't like it, Derek. But what do you <laughs> want? Lifesavers. <laughs> he had bad breath. He wants a lifesaver. <laughs> I, I, I think he has a sweet tooth. <laughs> you don't want the next story to be Derek Rose has bad breath <laughs> This fucking guy's got bad breath When he's not even playing This is crap Come on, watch the language We gotta dump out of that Really? Yeah uh, Crap? Yes, crap is pieces of shit 
Lab, you're on the Run of Fez show. I can't say anything. You've been amazing. <laughs> You've amazed me how good you're doing. I'm pissed. <laughs> Lab, you there, buddy? Then you're gone. Matt Clifton, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing, Ron? I was uh, wondering if you saw the Islanders game, how crazy the fans were there in Nassau Coliseum. Not last game, but the game before, throwing bottles and shit, throwing beers on the, during the fights. They're going nuts. It's no. great. I didn't. I didn't see it because it was a hockey game. Ah, <laughs> uh, you. I see you like Islanders. No, I don't. I, I was just busting your balls. I, I don't follow hockey anymore. I should get back into it. It's a fantastic fucking sport. I just don't know where to find it on my goddamn TV. I think it's at sixteen hundred and eighty <laughs> somewhere up there. It's on NBC Sports. Which is in the middle of the pack. It's in, in of no man's land of TV channels. We got to come up with a better way. They, there's plenty of things I can't find. They don't care. The cable chat companies are just awful, evil people. I got to go out of my way to find VH1 Classic so I can see Eddie Trunk, who he's talking to. That should be a premier marquee channel. On the should be first twenty-five it should be channels. New York One and then VH. <laughs> VH1 Classic. What should be 1B? I turned my head away from the Twitter search for a minute, and there was 50 more N-bombs showing up. Is that up? <laughs> and a, uh, lot, a lot more in foreign languages. Well, maybe they're just trying to be rappers. <laughs> Still, it's bad. So Rose has a self-proclaimed candy addiction. Good. Okay, great. Have a fucking... He has gummy bears and Starburst for breakfast, and Twizzlers and honey buns for dinner. That's what his teammates say. Wow. Great training regimen, Derek. <laughs> Tom, you're on the run of Fez show. I could be on hey, the balls. God bless you, Fez. Hey, Ronnie, could you imagine the people in Philly sitting on their hands? I mean, the, the behavior of the fans at Philly stadiums are part of the fabric of sports. I mean, it, it's part of the chemistry, and to have that change, even when it's shitty, would be wrong. It'd just be wrong. You know, the first time my dad took me to the Eagles game, I went with my dad and my uncles. I was a little fucking kid. Like, I don't even know if I was in school yet. And I was glaring at my dad like he took me to a riot. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot. And I swear to God, I was not enjoying it. I was like, what are we doing here? I saw a guy fucking tackle a cop. <laughs> and all the cops jump on him. And why his friends were like cheering. You know, like, yeah. You beat up. Oh yeah, God. and to me, like, these are just adults, and I just felt like the fabric of society had fallen out from underneath me, and it was just free-falling. Sounds like Thunder It Dawn. was horrifying. <laughs> See, wait, this is fun? Yeah, I could not believe it. I couldn't believe, and I don't remember, because, you know, sports have changed a lot, but I don't remember seeing any women there at all, because they would just go... And just uh, the men would be drunk and would be just fucking going crazy. It looked like a riot. And I remember thinking, this is it for me. Baseball, yes. Uh, but I'm a little bit too small here for a football game, Dad. <laughs> and I know you haven't thought about parenting, but I'm going to give it to you now. This is no place for a child. Just drunkenness, beer yeah. bottles being thrown. And I remember him saying, like, oh, you have to do a bathroom? I'm like, no. I'm not going to fucking take a piss in there with those animals. I'll piss my pants first. Get shivved. 
<laughs> got beat up by cops. <laughs> and they were cheering. Yeah, people were cheering. Like, fucking, they were loving it. It was it was honestly four quarters of a violent fucking outbreak. <laughs> that won. Did you even care who won the game no. at that point? The, the eggs in those days was so fucking terrible. <laughs> it was nothing. But it seemed to me that everybody was annihilated before we even got there. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Chris. Ronnie. Yeah, buddy. Hey, uh, all ironic is it that uh, Stepper Hits is critiquing Derek Rose's eating habits. Yeah. And he's an alcoholic and a drug addict. Finally, yeah. finally the truth. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not playing for the Bulls and sitting out during the playoffs. He's having a life savings. You're on the Ron and Fez show, and you came in here this week yeah. drunk and high on Monday. <laughs> I The fact that that this is a Friday, it's the last good day I'm going to have with you till Tuesday. <laughs> I was hungover. I, I wasn't drunk. How about we just say 5 o'clock on Sunday, we start and at least slow it down. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Earl, you sent in the uh, Bowie story this week, right? Yeah. The Bowie it, video. Yeah, um, the title track for his new album, The Next Day, got banned by YouTube. <laughs> it was put up on YouTube, and then they immediately took it off. For um, It said it violated its terms of service, because it had images that were very um, controversial. Let's just put it that way. What were they? Um, it, you had a woman with um, stigmata. You had nudity. You had brief flashes of nudity. Uh, Bowie's kind of playing like a Christ-like figure. The priests are kind of shady and like to drink, and and apparently it just viol- and uh, YouTube took it off, and they had to go on Vimeo, and then YouTube they kind of had to backpedal a little bit. So, huh. well, you'll be uh, happy about this, Bill uh, Donio from the Catholic League, uh, called Bowie. A switch-hitting, bisexual, senior citizen from London. He had to throw in from London. Hasn't he been, he's been married for like 20 years now to your mom. Yeah, in the meantime, you know who's not married? Fucking Bill Donio. <laughs> and he's not, he's, not, he's not a priest, right? No. He's, he's just dude. For the Catholic. He's a Catholic. So, you know, okay. one of the sacraments is you're supposed to be married if you're a Catholic, too. So I don't know how you get to move up in the Catholic League with your... Uh, yeah, I, I figured the Catholic League would be a little upset. But it, it, it's clearly fantasy. You know, it's not... This is the way I think... So is the Catholic religion. Let's <laughs> not, not leave it at that. No, the video, the video, the video. I mean, I saw the video. I loved it. I, I loved the album. Gary Oldman's in. It's great. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's in it. Um, the what's in the chick who won the Marianne Cotillard. Yeah, she's in it. So it's 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 Bowie. What do you expect? It's going to be edgy. It's going to be different. It's going to be a little bit funny in spots. So yeah, but YouTube went. <laughs> apparently, got a lot more noise from getting banned from YouTube. Which I've seen stuff on YouTube. I'm like, how did this get onto yeah. YouTube? Well, right, Bill, Don- Bill Donahue is uh, divorced, this other thing says. Hmm. Great Catholic. <laughs> you two put up that crazy, uh, that crazy video depicting Muhammad, where that said this, you know, the people said the Benghazi riots were, were over, and that was the depicting well, religious that figures. That to be bullshit. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah. had nothing to do with it <laughs> at all. 
Um, Donnie, you also said that marriage is not about love. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> marriage has nothing to do with love. He's progressive. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> He's divorced. He doesn't think marriage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why do you have to put in the London part? That's still kind of sitting in my head a little bit. He's on Anglophile. He has a real beef. You know how they are. <laughs> now, wouldn't the, the term switch hitting kind of be construed as homophobic? Um, yeah. I mean, Actually, that's... switch hitting bisexual, that's redundant. He should have just said well, bisexual. Unless he's bringing up the fact of Bowie at the plate. Where, like Pete Rose, <laughs> go from either side, and Pete's willing to point out that I think he had more home runs than any other switch hitter at 100. <laughs> That's a lot, Pete. <laughs> Wait a minute. When, when... Over a 40-year career. National Ligger, I think he meant to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like... And I'm, I'm talking back in the day. I don't know if it's even passed... <laughs> I could name a couple of switch hitters. Yeah. Who've had more well, I bet you can. No. Yeah, you love them. Yeah. No. You love going both ways. Don't be homophobic, girl. Yeah, but Bowie, Bowie. Bowie. He's still the dude. The thin white dude. Please tour, David. Please tour. <laughs> did you see his last tour? Um, No, I did not. I could not get a ticket. I mean, was it like Roseland? It sold out like, like that. He didn't play big venue in New York? I saw him down in D.C. Um, I think he, I think it was Roseland. I'm trying to be actually Roseland far out of D.C. It's so fucking bad that he was making fun of the place, and he actually said this: "You people live here," and I was all depressed. <laughs> I just went to see him, trying to get back to New York. You don't understand. Bill Donnie was fucking involved in that too. <laughs> uh, Jeff from Columbus wants us to see his license plate, and it says Ron and Fez in Ohio. Nice, Jeff. Yeah, boy, boy played MSG, Earl. Well, I remember he played Roseland. That was the last last time I tried to get tickets. I'm not yeah, that Roseland. was in '72. His first <laughs> fucking tour in America. I saw him in a bar. '97, uh, something like that. He did like a club tour. Well, maybe that's when you were thinking. Yeah, I remember he did. Um, he did like warm up shows. I remember he did the tour at Nine Inch Nails where they opened, yeah. and he actually had to rethink. <laughs> he had to rethink his whole set after seeing Nine Inch Nails because he. Well, did. they they he they actually played with him, right? Yeah, they did a couple of songs. They did "I'm Afraid of Americans" together, but um, they opened, and I I was at the one show. He Nine Inch Nails opened, and half the house left after they finished. Well, they were Nine Inch Nails fans, and then. And Bowie's playing like half houses, but he said he would. He goes, I fully expect to be playing the half a house <laughs> because I just love the band. I just want them on this tour. I, Earl, to be honest, he was on their tour. That's when they were at their peak, and he wasn't.
Mike, Alabama, you're on the Run the Fed show. Yeah, uh, you were using the uh, argument that uh, it's one of the sacraments to be married. It is, but it's not a required sacrament. There's required ones and non-required ones, well, such as becoming a priest anyway. or holy orders. He's uh, divorced anyway. Well, then he broke a sacrament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I don't understand why the Catholic Church puts up with him because honestly, you know, it's not like he's part of the Catholic Church. He's like one of those, like a, a booster outside of a college <laughs> that gets the you know the college football team in trouble. Well, I agree. I mean, the whole idea of the Catholic League thing. I was born and raised Catholic, married in the Catholic Church, but. The whole idea of a Catholic League having an opinion on that stuff, I mean, it just kind of makes us look like, uh, you know, these evangelical, like, crazy nutcases right. that have an opinion on everything. But see, like, the Catholics also, they let him be nuts, and then they go, well, but he's not officially with us. So they get the, oh, yeah. the benefit of his attack dogness. But then they, they just get all the good stuff, and then yeah. they can deny it. Hey, how do you like the new Pope? Um... I watched it when I was eating lunch in Firehouse Subs on my lunch break. I was the only person that requested them to change the channel to the uh, to the Pope announcing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for calling us, Mike. Yeah, thanks. See you, buddy. We got a break here. Earl, how long are you staying around? Uh, I got another hour before I go to the staff meeting. You got to be at the staff meeting today? Why? A member of the staff. <laughs> Is there a new menu item you need to know I, about? You think you're going to have a massive summer, huh? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Mm. The last two are any indication. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Earl's the most popular person at Hard Rock now. People calling up saying, oh man, love working Loving with Earl. the vibe. Loving the vibe. You're going to have Hard Rock Johnny's job before you know it. <laughs> He's doing a fine job. Is he? <laughs> I liked him better before when he was large. <laughs> no, he just seems like somebody that's easy to knock out. Uh, let's break. Uh, Earl, anything you want to talk to uh, when you get back? Oh, I want to talk about the new Doors iPad app. It's a part of uh, Filtered Excellence. I had a chance to play over that a little bit. And um, other stuff that's up here. You're a hero, City Portier. At the 92nd Street Y. You going to that, Earl? Yes, I am. Good. You want to try to get your picture with him? Oh, totally. Take mm. a selfie. <laughs> you going to try to ask a question? Uh, I'm debating that because I'm like, he's been asked. Um, do you remember when you were in Raisins in the Sun? <laughs> no, the, no, him and uh, I, I might have a question about you know him making movies with Cosby. Ask him about sneakers. Rob Redford. <laughs> Just go like this. Would that be bad if they brought him out to that? No, that, that would, yeah, that would not go over well. I would love it. Break. We'll be right back, Ron Fetz. The Ron and Fetz Show on the Open Anthony Show. Serious XM. <laughs> You've been warned.
artist of the day. And uh, this is all for Maddie Ice today. Maddie Ice's last day. And Maddie, you had a great internship. Uh, you were the exact opposite of Popcorn. <laughs> Who, yesterday was Popcorn's last day. I go downstairs to smoke a cigarette. I tell them to clean up the studio. I come back up and um, gone. Like Zorro. <laughs> Never. Same exact way as Zorro. Didn't say a word. Didn't text me. Just disappeared. Possibly never to be seen again. No, we'll never be seen again. Probably never be seen again. Uh, but, Maddie, we hope you come back, and I'd love to see you working here. I think the sports department would also be great for him if oh, we yeah. can't get him with us. But if you were best friend, wanted to come in and say something to you. It's Catholic Joe. I'm not his best friend. Best friend. Well, first off, can I just say this? Uh, popcorn. Offered me pop brownies once. What? <laughs> what? Now, yeah. why would you say that while you were still here? Well, no, I, mean, I was going to the other yeah. day. Uh, but yeah, it was like during one of the unmasks. Just had him with him. <laughs> hey, man, you want some of this? We're setting it up. And I'm just like... It was Jim Jefferson. No, dude, I got, I got to work still. <laughs> as, as do you. Oh, <laughs> my God. Did he eat them? I don't know if he ate them. He, he had them. Number. He wanted them. Yeah. Just, he's talking <laughs> about it. It was it was Jim Jeffries, I think. Yeah, it was, it was Jim one. Jeffries, and you had <laughs> mushy pot brownies. Anyways, all right. What do you want to say? To your best but friend, hey, Matt. Hey, uh, have a good life. That was beautiful. Yeah, man. I'm Damn. gonna tell you a story really quick that my dad told me. <laughs> tell That's me a story. It's Helpful. about it's a, about a house in New Orleans. It's called the Rising Sun. Have Have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? No. It's okay. I wouldn't even go there. Also, sometimes, because now he's finding a job, uh, sometimes I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drum all day. But the point is, you have to work. You can't just bang on your drum all day, man. So, I'm going to leave you with that. Yeah, I'm not going to save you. I'm going to leave your fucking dick hanging out I there. <laughs> I don't want you. Who said I need to stay? Earl, what crunchy thing were you opening up over there? Oh, um, <laughs> throat. Drops. Like Derek Rose. Oh well, come on! You're 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 on the air. What are you doing? Did you get your your job in the Queens? Yeah, I did. I did get that job. How is it? It's cool. I'm actually waiting. Sir, I mean not. They waiting. say waiting is the I'm, hardest part. I know. <laughs> no, I'm serving. Serving your and they, yeah, it serves you right to suffer because you're gonna live a long time. And then I'm busing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so are you really busing? Out. What? Are you well, busing? Well, I'm training. I'm. I'm I'm taking the train to train. Mm, okay, I say. Yeah, anyways, so that's working out, but new summer hours for the Catholic Channel. My show is from 2 to 5. What's now, your show? On Fridays. Now, what do you do? Uh, Catholic Talk with Joe? Catholic Talk with Joe. Sometimes I make songs <laughs> up right on the spot. to be like, hey, this segment needs a new song. And I'll be like, all right, I'll make one right now and then just play some music. But you're not hosting, are you? No, but I am featured on it. So. Right, I want to get some air checks to you. Okay. I want to hear how you're bringing down this old, beautiful religion. It's it's good. It's a good religion. Good. Okay. Good. But, I want you to keep it going. So what did you want to say to Matt? Like, if you guys were alone in a steam room and we weren't here. <laughs> I would say, Matt, put your towel back on. I'm going to leave. This is getting really weird. Also, do you have reception in here? Because oh, I'm in airplane mode, that's why. Hey, check this out, then I'll throw the phone, and then... Oh, I guess this is not what airplane mode's for. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're not making it as a stand-up comic. <laughs> well, Tuesday is my first day. 
Now, did we get Shelby the way we want it? Yes, he is. He is in. Who came through for him? Mr. Rob Cross. Rob also invited me to uh, a thing after the show today. I'll just say the National and leave it at that. Oh, uh, that's exciting. I have to leave though, so I will see. Yeah, you guys. take care. All right, can I leave you guys one more joke? Yeah, please do. We always like to get a nice joke okay. from you. Hey, Gibson Guitars should just start making actual axes. Am I right? Am I right? All right, All right bye. You're yeah. like an unfunny comedian. It's really interesting. It's anti-comedy. Really? Yeah. Let your hair grow long. You look like fucking you're four years old. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Bye, Joe. Oh, those guys are best of friends. Popcorn not answering. Of course not. Doesn't surprise me. Really, just the oddest sob. <laughs> he swore he didn't get high, and then this pot brownie thing came up. Because remember how many times Fez said he he fucking was rank. Yes, like, he, he, dope? he smelled a few times. <laughs> there was someone on intern row upstairs actually one day complaining about the smell, and then he left and it didn't smell anymore. Oh. <laughs> Damn that kid. <laughs> Like little pieces of fruit in this yogurt. It's a wonderful day. Stuck up for him so often. Yeah, and you were wrong. I was, and you, and you helped put Fez in the fucking cardiology fucking unit. Thank you. Well, he did leave a note for Fez. Well, that he was did. the last time. I, that's the last thing. I, this is the last. A beautiful wipe, note. Wipe your ass with that note and give it to Fez. <laughs> <laughs> Fez will never think of DNA testing it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, popcorn. It was a lovely note. <laughs> what age do you think popcorn will live to be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, accidental death at uh, 27. Yeah, six more years left in him. Never. <laughs> and this is what fucking weirds me about the young dudes. So yesterday, he comes in here and like, you know, a lot of times I cry at night and I'm afraid of stairs. And I'm afraid. Like, I came up with a generation that you would never say anything fucking bad about yourself. And these fucking kids are already like, sometimes I'll just cry and then I shit myself and then I piss myself and then some of my piss gets on my shit. I just don't know why you don't want to keep that to yourself. I usually do. <laughs> fucking just shut the door on any fears. Anything anybody says is how you doing. Good, man. That's it. Rocking and rolling. Yeah, you don't fucking give them nothing. Well, I'm sure I, I have no idea what his home life is like, but it seems like the whole family is like that. Raised by women. And just, like you know, the mother is all, all sickly, as sickly as he is. Good. I'm going to write a book called, Hey, Everyone's Afraid of Death. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Let's not fucking ru ruin each moment we have. He, him especially, though. He just, like, every time he came in here, he was a sweaty mess. Every day he was right. in the bathroom, like, over and over again, like, because he was sick. Yeah, but when you're fucking having sweats like that, just tell people you're kicking heroin. Just try to sound better. <laughs> uh, Chad, you're on the Run of Fez show. Chad in D.C. Uh, tremendous show today, guys. Really well done. Um, I, I grew up listening to you guys and O&A and Donna Mike on JFK. It was like the most tremendous like talk radio block cool. ever. And I would, I would just jack to the whole lineup. And then um, I was working at a station now that actually, ironically, the call letters are WNEW now, but it was 99.1. It was called 
WHFS, and they put on a concert every summer called the HF Festival. Yeah. It was in the middle. It was in the middle of July. It was so hot, Ron. And I was this kid working for this promotions for the station, hanging banners and stuff. And they had this giant tower in the middle of the field where all the um, the AV equipment or whatever they were using to project things onto the stage. I climb up this tower, and I see Black Earl. And I, I really, honestly, it could have been Brad Pitt, and I would have been less starstruck. I was so excited. And he's sitting there. I just remember hearing him on your show and on Opie and Anthony, how you guys would describe him. It was 98 degrees outside. He was wearing a black flannel shirt, black cargo pants, a black belt, and a black hat in the middle of the summer. And I said, oh, my God, none of it's shtick. Everything they say is true. And it was like this pivotal moment in my broadcasting career. I just, I just wanted to share that because he's doing a very good job. Earl's wearing the same day. clothes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they gave out like some sort of McDonald's Happy Meal toy that looked like Black Earl. I remember calling me McDonald's trying to find them in the DC area. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I still have it. What was that it? thing? It was, was it Shrek. It was um, Men in Black. I, I, forget, I don't know if it was Men in Black or it was like a, one of those cartoons, and it was a one of the characters was a bodyguard, and it was a black bodyguard. <laughs> I remember that too. It was like a little bobblehead. <laughs> And, they, and everyone, I remember my desk being littered with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> this little shrine of them. <laughs> I, was, I was working at the station, Ron, with all these Seamster kids, and they're like, Foo Fighters are there, and, and there's all these bands, and I didn't care about any of them, and I was freaking out to me, Black Girl. It was a tremendous day. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right, talk to you later, boy. Oh, sorry, I just ruined the show. Peace. Oh, you're a rock star. I don't know about that, but uh, boy, I do stand out, don't I? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there's like 90,000 people there, and he saw me in a tower. You know, Leslie was in here yesterday talking about her next book is going to be the oral history of this thing. And I was like, for a long time, I always thought we should do the oral history of, of WNEW and just get everybody's of our time, because they've done it on the, on the rock guys. But that talk show station was so fucking crazy. <laughs> and to know it was while it was happening was fucking amazing. Like everybody in there went, you know this is nuts, right? What we're doing is crazy. They're going to come down on us. It was remarkable. I remember guys that from other stations they walk and like it's like that that this is all this like y'all get how do y'all go to get away with all this stuff and i'm like amazing this you just threw your hands up sorry button pusher <laughs> <laughs> crazy i heard al dukes today doing some kind of lame bit on fan some Mother's Day bit that was that he had pre-recorded. It was on TV, and he was just standing there while it was pre-recorded. Because you know, he's on that um, uh, booming carton. Yeah, but what's the name of that uh, channel that they're on? Like, uh, Madison Square G Garden Madison or whatever. Square so, like when they play pre-recorded bits of his, he's just standing there like a dope. Doesn't even occur to him to do it live for anybody watching on television. And it's still the same actor. <laughs> Here's what I do to make things, you know, just to piss off listeners, just to let fucking Al talk for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so if you're, let's say if he's a, something good is happening with the Jets, he'll crap on the Jets. <laughs> yeah, whatever he can do to fucking, says he hates New York. <laughs> How long has he been here? <laughs> you work here. I know. Here. <laughs> you live here, Al. 
He acts like he doesn't understand whatever. It was only a couple years ago. He's like, I'm going on a date. Do you know anywhere that to eat that you could take somebody? What? And I'd be like, you've worked in New York now for 12 years. You grew up in North Jersey. How do you not know places to eat in New York? Well, you know how I take that chicken sandwich to work every day. He would eat the same dried chicken sandwich every fucking day. That's no way. That ain't living. Keep on living. All right, what's the story about the guy stealing from the ATM? All right, this uh, this broke. Apparently, the, the theft went down in February, and uh, it just came to light now. An international crew of dudes, there were about eight guys in New York that were part of this crew, were able to steal $2.4 million out of ATMs in the course of, over the course of 10 hours. They were able to do this. By they targeted two banks. One was like uh, out of the United Arab Emirates, and one was another weird foreign bank. They made fake ATM cards, hacked into their bank system, assigned a something to the bank card that said it was unlimited withdrawals. So they went all day long emptying out ATM ATMs for ten hours, just taking cash out. And it was all this was all done over the same ten hour period over the in the entire world. For $45 million. 40,500 transactions. And there's pictures of them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they busted, the, busted the New York guys, found their iPhones that had them just with the cash, just, just right, you know, showing it off. So these, these guys get busted. I don't think they've revealed as how, how they found out You know, they, these guys did it, but international cops... Have come down hard on all these dudes. I didn't know we had international cops. Interpol. I thought that was just some movies. No, Interpol's real. Okay. <laughs> hey, popcorn. Hey yo. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. I'm in the uh, service closet at work. So. All right, popcorn. Remember how you always told Fez that he was lying about you smelling like pot. Yes. And you told him that you never got high. I told him I yes I I didn't yes I didn't smoke there. And then, but then Catholic Joe said that you had pot brownies that you were eating during Jim Jeffries. No, I I mean I had brownies and I was just like, yeah, man, they're pot brownies. Oh. You lied about having a pot brownie. You lied. Yes. You just had a plate of brownies. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a plate. It was one of those. Ones with the sparkles in them. And what what brand of brownie would that be? The the, the one that comes in like the lunches, the uh, you know the one in the plastic bag. I don't know what it is. All right, so you were not eating pot brownies in there, little Debbie. No, nah, I wish. But you don't get high. <laughs> no, but I need a pot brownie. Hey, how come uh, you didn't say goodbye to? Hicks yesterday. He felt very bad about it. Yeah, you just disappeared. I go downstairs to smoke a cigarette, and then you just leave. I, because I, I figured you left with Ron because Nick said you were outside smoking a cigarette. So I was like, oh, then he's definitely going to be on the uh, 48, 49th side, 48th side street. And uh, I went out there. I walked up and down. I even went to the benches. I was like, no pepper. I was like, he, he must have went with Ron to see does. I never smoke cigarettes on the 48th Street side. It's always the 49th Street side, Popcorn. I've smoked out there next to you as you were smoking your pipe. No, no. Seriously, yeah, you should do 48th a little side, more, though. That's, that's the Don't side like I did it. go out on. I misspoke. That's a, I did go out on that side. 
Then I would have. Then you would have seen me. You weren't there. Oh my god! Unless we synced up in the elevators and we didn't see each other, but I went out there. Not even a text. Not even a text. Like, hey, you really missed him, huh? Like, no, I just that, that is a. I like you know the moment of hey. Yeah. You need anything? I'll yeah. just you know just email me. You need any references? <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. I've said I had that moment with every intern's come through here, and Pop so, one blows me off. I figured I was going to come back because I'd come back anyway for some dumb credit bullshit. So I was going to, you know, because the Whatever. the emergency with Fez, you know, was obviously the most important thing. You know, I thought that he was going to go see Fez yesterday. Yeah, I thought you guys were preoccupied with Fez. Hmm. I had to be here to take care of things after the show. Popcorn. It doesn't seem I like... Not know All right, I Pop. Take care of it. Glad we got to the bottom of that story. And as always, it's smaller than life with you. <laughs> Have a good always. shift, buddy. Incredible. All right, see ya. All right, good talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good talk. Just, just one thing after. The, oh. Hey, I saw the intern with no eyebrows, <laughs> Alan, and uh, he said that Opie stiffed him in the last twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> He'd already wiped off his fucking eyebrow paint, so, so he was just walking around the Wolverine uh, thing with no eyebrows at all. It would have looked better with the paint on eyebrows. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. No, it would have. <laughs> like if he, I, I'm looking at him right now with no eye, with not even the eyebrows paid on. It's even more of a freak show. All right, up on the filter to excellence. Have you uh, seen this Doors app, Earl? No, I, I've heard about it, but I haven't had a chance to. It's like four ninety five. It's got every Doors album on it. You get all these timelines and shit. Uh, Jack Holtzman himself put it together, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's great. So it's kind of like, it's like a Doors 101 kind of a... Yeah, it is. It's it's, sick. It's a great way to reintroduce a band to a whole new generation of uh, of fans, really. I think it's a, it's a smart way to go. Well, even for the older fans that have been around a while... It's great to have all the albums for fucking four ninety five. <laughs> it's like a buck an album or something. Yeah, less than a buck an album. And then you get interviews and you have all kinds of stuff. You get videos, and then you got people like uh, Patty Smith, Hunter Thompson, Grill Marcus, and Francis Coppola are all talking about the band, what they think of the band and shit. That rules. I mean, just to have just to have Patty Smith on it is is enough for me. We gotta try to get Jack Holes back on the show. Although last time he was here, I said we should do a whole channel with you. <laughs> and Leeds is like, dude, I wish I get more people interested. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Wait, what an a, an electric records giant? Yeah, it's one of the biggest labels of Not all only, time. Here's your Jack. Yeah, it's one, and it was always an independent label. It always belonged to him. And then here was the other thing. He invented soundboards, like the stuff that was used on radio for years. Yeah. Like, oh, glasses breaking, feet walking. That's him. He put out those albums and came up with them himself that have been used in radio now for like 60 years. 
think. If that's all he did, he'd be a legend. Wait, wait, I'm trying to think. Who, uh, it was the Doors. Wasn't Jackson Brown on Electra? Uh, oh my God, that's like one of the greatest. I didn't know they were always independent. I knew they were part of like the Warner family for a while. Yeah, I, well, he started them, uh, you know, on his own. He started it like in his college dorm. And it was like 10 years before he found the doors. Um, who's going to win this uh, thing? Anybody think it's not going to be the Heat? It's going to be the Heat. Anybody think it's going to be anybody but the Heat? Um, I think the Knicks are the only team that can beat the Heat. Yeah. And something about maybe one weird. game. Does anyone think the Knicks can win four games? There's this weird light around the Warriors right now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but once you put LeBron on Steph Curry, he's not doing anything. I don't know. They, so you think it'll be Heat Warriors? Uh, I, I, I got to go. I'm, I still think the Knicks got a shot. I think they have a real shot at it. Knicks Spurs. I'm going Knicks Warriors. Heat Grizzlies. Knicks Warriors, Knicks facing their old player, should have been their coach. <laughs> That'd be a great series. Not gonna happen though. Right. Hey, shut down Earl. <laughs> it's two long shots. What it is? Well, he's got to tell him Earl what he thinks. He thinks Earl's bullshit. <laughs> no, I, well the Knicks have proven they can at least play with the Heat. They yes, won't get they run out. They won't get run out the building. It's more the Warriors I have the issue with. I think that once you shut down Steph Curry, they're they're kind of. Let me tell you something. I look at it this way. They should have been up two games. They should have. <laughs> they yeah, should have easily been. Yeah. They've oh, yeah. outplayed them these two oh, games. Yeah. They've outplayed a very good veteran Spurs team. Uh, and they have been outplayed. They have been outcoached. They have. They, they should have been up two They should be easily up two games. It, it's been all but ten minutes they played. It's been better than the Spurs. All but ten minutes of the game. Of both games. Well, you know what? Here's the other thing. If you're supposed to win a game, you better win it. Because yeah, it's you're playing against the fucking Spurs. Yeah, a, yeah, and and again, I think, I, I, and I can't put my finger on they. They just have like the other kid shot the lights out the other night. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. <laughs> he was like eight for eleven from three, I think. <laughs> These playoffs have been great so far. Yeah, they've been very entertaining. The mm -hmm. last show. I had a feeling it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. To when we're in the finals, we're like, I, I can't believe this is still going on. Yeah, I, I do think they're too long. They're clearly too I mean, I, I, the opening round should not be a seven-game series. It should be three out of five. Yeah, they're so worried about getting somebody knocked out early, though. They're panicking. But, but isn't that part of the fun? That's part of the fun. Yeah, I agree. The upsets. Learn from the NCAAs. Everyone loves a Cinderella team. I don't. You didn't I, like Florida Gulf Coast? No, I despise them. <laughs> Dunk City. Two games they won. <laughs> for some reason, I gets that coach a million dollars a year forever. <laughs> it's really exciting. All right, there's a picture of Giselle, and I'm trying to figure out on the iBank how she got so hot five months after having a baby. Genetics. She's a freak. Look at that. Oh my God. She she didn't have a kid. No. <laughs> Was there They're a, lying about the kid. Yeah, was there, a, there must be a body double for Giselle? Or they have like a surrogate? <laughs> That's probably what they do. They probably get some poor third world woman knocked up, and Giselle's just walking around and just scrabs it from her as soon as she gives birth. <laughs> Thanks to the surrogate baby. And they probably shoot him in the back of the head and dump him in the ocean. <laughs> now we're talking. They're in some Brazilian slum where no one, where life is, is nothing. 
All right, what is this story? Has uh, Tebow's fans killed his career? Why do we still talk about Tebow? I, I honestly don't know. Like, they're, I, Tebow fans are delusional. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. They're, abso- excuse me, they're absolutely delusional. But he won a playoff game. <clears throat> A missed tackle. So why they <laughs> won the playoff but game? But he's a winner. Earl. What, what are they a blaming winner. the fans on? They're saying that the uh, all right um, NFL executives are saying that they don't want to bring Tebow in because the fans are just going to sabotage whatever quarterback's playing behind him, in front of him. Excuse me. Uh, they're saying that the fans are just too big of a pain in the ass. They they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to hear chance of Tebow when, when they bring Tebow. Into and the you building. will. I, I, it's. No doubt, you will hear Tebow chants whenever team he's on. Hey, I, I lived as a Jet fan. I lived it every three and out. There was a Tebow chant that started. Well, that was justified. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was justified. I yeah. was chanting Tebow at Mark. Leonard Skinner show. <laughs> <laughs> was he even there? Or? No, I just wanted to break up the free bird chant. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but he was always at. I mean, there was a reason why he was drafted so low. There was a reason why when he went to, when he got he drafted, was a first round pick. Yeah, but how many teams passed on the guy? 23, I think. 23 teams passed <laughs> on the guy. There was a reason why when he, the team that did draft him, he was third on the depth chart. He was carrying a clipboard. He only played because of, out of necessity, because the team was going into the tank. And then he won a huge run. He won a playoff game. That's what matters. And what? Eight, like eight out of nine up to that fucking point to get him back into it? I mean, yeah, that was... Like that. But, but was it him carrying the no. team? It was a defense giving up 14 points a game every game. Okay, so why weren't they doing that before he was playing? Why weren't they winning before he was I, playing? I, I can't explain that, but... Yeah, that's right. You can't explain it because it's something in the sky, something mystical, and something that we used to call God. And now Earl calls science. <laughs> but the other part is... As bad as the team went into the tank, the Jets, as poorly as they played, you would have thought, you know what, let's give the guy a shot. They didn't because he was so bad in practice. You have professional professional coaches, experienced men, they're like, you know what, Greg McElroy is a better option than Tim Tebow. He won 7 of 10 with the Broncos in that streak. Let's just call it 8 of 9 and just feel good about ourselves. <laughs> Well, it came out that they, it wasn't because he was bad in practice. It was because they want, didn't want to look bad. They didn't want to look bad because if Tebow started winning when the season was already done, they would have yeah. looked like even bigger idiots. Win, winning is the name of the game, period. Not with the Jets, Earl. Well, and you're Jets, a fan of them. I, no, you I sang am, a song about them. Well, I, I am. Fine, but that's my point. I can play it right what now. But that's my point. You have an owner who loves star quarterbacks, and he supported the decision not to play a star, a so-called star quarterback. A named quarterback. He's so bad. You wanted Tebow so bad. That's how bad he was. Winning's the name in the NFL. Winning's the name of the game. So period. you wouldn't have started Tebow if I. That's a, a yes. That's a yes. That's if hesitation. I'm a coach and I've seen better options in front of Tebow, of course I wouldn't play him. Anyone outside of Sanchez, I'd start. I'd put popcorn quarterback. <laughs> and there's popcorn a reason. Popcorn can run the option. That's the weird thing. <laughs> can he? <laughs> and here's the other part. All the teams looking for talent right now, they're not calling this guy. You know, Jacksonville, who needs anybody to fill seats, they're not calling, making a phone call? Because he's just a circus is what he is. Well, that's not... the other thing. We're fans of uh, Jacksonville. have now started a website saying, don't, please don't yeah. get Tebow. Because, you know, we, <laughs> we haven't had a blackout game in three seasons. We, we love Tebow. Blaine Gabbert. That's why. But here's the point. I mean, he's a name. He's a guy who could fill seats. And they're taking a pass on him. Why? He's not good. 
<laughs> Let's just say what say what the truth is. Well, he's he, not a good quarterback. He won eight of nine games. Needs to be. So get off his back. How many games have you won? Well, he's not comparing himself. To I'm not <laughs> exactly. I'm just... I mean, Arrow would be terrible back there. We know that. <laughs> but so what he's saying is, there's a reason that nobody wants Steve. He's not a fucking big league quarterback. He's done. He's going to make a lot of money healing people in the South. <laughs> He'll do okay for himself. And then he get like $8 million from the Jets to walk away or something like that. He, he's, made, he's made a few bucks. Oh, yeah. Someday he hopes to get his dick wet. <laughs> Still a virgin, right? That's the word. Allegedly. You don't believe it? No, I'm just saying that's... It's just not I don't a believe fact. it. Well, no who, uh, other than a girl, who's going to fucking lie about that? Tim Tebow. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> Look at this He's man. a fucking born liar. No, I mean, if someone had slept with Tim Tebow, they would have... They'd be shouting it from the rooftops now. If it was you, Earl, would you be shouting it from the rooftops? Oh, God, no. Wait, really? You wouldn't say it if you slept with Tebow? I want to sleep with 10 people. Well, just say it happened. You wouldn't talk about it? What if you um, raped you, Earl? Would you tell? Or would you keep it quiet? Yeah, I'd call the cops. All right, so you're bragging. I'm not bragging. <laughs> I'm a, I'm just... I call the defendant, please, up to the rooftop <laughs> and speak loudly so everyone can hear you. Louder. Shout it, please. What if he raped you with five points while you were taking pictures and Tebow shows up and just pins you to the ground? What if he raped you in all five of your points? Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, Mike, Florida, you're on the run of face show. Hey, guys. Uh, I am a uh, Gator fan, and so I watched Tebow for four years, so I'm biased. But I can't understand why he doesn't switch to uh, a fullback, a tight end, an outside linebacker. He's a, he's a great athlete. They've all begged him. Everyone's tried. Everyone has begged him. I'm a quarterback. He, he, he I'm a quarterback, guys. A, he could go down as an NFL legend. I don't think any quarterback's ever transitioned to like a defensive position, except for maybe safety or or he could go down. I mean, as that's an NFL the thing. There's the no reason he ever should have uh, <clears throat> ever played quarterback, even in Florida. Well, I don't know. It was like forty and. Three in Florida in four years, so I mean he had a huge amount of success. But uh, I, I agree, his arm arm strength isn't good enough for the pros. But. No one ever looked at him in, in college and thought, "Oh, we have got a uh, really strong fucking quarterback here at Florida," because he would drop back and run like a deer. He won the Heisman Trophy. It's fine for college. It, it's yeah, that doesn't mean shit. He's not yeah. a. There's plenty of guys who win the Heisman Trophy because that's for being best college player, which makes the case of you should pay college players because what he was was a good college yeah. player. He never has been a good pro. Yeah, wasn't Archie Griffin one of the I greatest think, college athletes of all time? But he was an okay pro. Yeah, I think he could be a great pro at another position. I can't understand strong. why he well, doesn't. He, he's got to prove it. This is the time to prove it. And he's the one that has dug his heels in and will not do yeah. it. And he's still young. He'd have the opportunities if he wanted to play fullback or fucking uh, tight end or move to a defensive position. Believe me, they would try him. It's him that won't do it. I think he's a really nice kid. Anytime I saw him, he brings in those little sick kids and he's nice to them. And he's just, he seems like a great kid. But nobody's fooling themselves that he's a a pro fucking quarterback. Um, John, Virginia. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I normally agree with you, Ronnie, but on this one I have to disagree, man. I mean, 
Look, I mean, he took a team that was almost worse than the division to the playoffs. John, first of all, you don't have to agree with me. You can agree with the people that are in professional football. That that team that he took, John Elway, and you could argue the greatest quarterback of his generation or even all time, did not want him. John Elway knows more about quarterbacking than you and I if we uh, watched a million more football games. John Elway didn't want him while he was winning. They were a good team, the Broncos. It wasn't just him. It was a good all-around team. Did not want him. And it gave him away. They literally gave him away. And when you have Mark Sanchez playing as poorly as he did last year and they don't move him up, they did not want him. Yeah, Nobody they, wanted him. They, they leapfrogged him. He was number two, and they I mean, made him they lead the gimmick. three over two. John is going up like I have some kind of crazy opinion. I'm just stating the actual fact. No football team wants him. Why wouldn't they want him if he could play? They know he can't fucking play quarterback. He should switch to another position. You know, and, and there's plenty of teams that would like. He would be a great possession back. You know, third down, third and short, third and short, third and three, third and one. He's a he's a perfect guy for that. And there's teams that would just. Full, I mean, pretty much every NFL team would want that. Or there's there's plenty of teams that need linebacker help. There's plenty of teams that need running back help, which has kind of become a lost art all into itself. He should just move the tight end. That's the highest position. Or at least it was the highest position last You're season. Right. I mean, that's what everyone, you know, with Belichick. Everybody wants a fucking tight end right now. Yeah. Tight end that can catch and run and still block. Yeah. He, he seemed like he'd be able to do it. <laughs> well. sa- yeah, and get paid well and get plenty. I mean, do you feel like those tight ends aren't getting enough press if that's what yeah. you're after? They're <laughs> yeah, well, pretty well fucking known. Yeah. Look at he's Gronk. He's 6'3", 240. He would jump size. To right below Gronk, who's the biggest, the, the most, you know, talked about tight end in the NFL. Tony Who's in this kid's ear telling him, you got to be a quarterback? His own. Uh, I don't know anybody that hasn't begged this kid not to fucking quarterback. Yeah, the tight end has basically become the new wide receiver. <laughs> They're the featured wide receivers now. Because no one's allowed to touch them down the middle of the field. They just have an easy fucking time. Car launch. <laughs> He's, and, and, I, and I'm not a Tebow hater. I'm not a Tebow. I'm, like, I'm just looking Seem at him. like a hater. <laughs> I'm I'm just calling it the way it is. I'm like, there's like, there's how many teams that are just like ignoring this guy? Like, all, all of them. <laughs> Not a single team. The worst team in the NFL is saying no, no, we don't want you. We could use you, but we don't want you. Um, Derek, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Pep. Hey. Hi. I uh, I just think even if you talk to the NFL analysts, nobody wants this guy. For any position, no one would. I mean, well, they they haven't tried him, so that's the only reason that you could sit around and talk about it. We know for a fact that they don't want him at quarterback, and he's not scrambling to stay in the game of football. Yeah, he's not. He's not even saying like, you know, if he had just come out and said, you know, I'm willing to do, like, I'm open. I want to like, like, try me. Remember, he did say that at once, and then he said, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, he keeps reaffirming that he's a quarterback. It's like, it's like, look at look at your performance. Watch it says otherwise. I'm a good quarterback. My sidearm, duck delivery. Oh. 
Um, CJ, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing, man? Good, man. Hey, you know, I'm out here in San Francisco, and, of course, we got that whole uh, Kaepernick and the option breed. You know, this guy would be a great, people would be a great fullback with an option to pass uh, in, in third downs or short yardage. I still and, wouldn't let uh, him pass. <laughs> no one wants him to throw the ball. The <laughs> well, at least he thought he was going to pass. It's the whole point of thinking he's going to pass. It's just... But I'll tell you this, he could run over some people on his way into the end zone. He begged for the pass of defense. Yes. Whatever works. But Please there's, pass. There's, there's Please. a place for the guy. There's a, there's a place for the guy in the league. Well, you, you tell me what team has a place for him, but until he says, I don't want a quarterback, there's not going to... If this was a lot of other players, we, we'd be saying he has a bad attitude. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you were a baseball player and they said to you, dude, you're not a center fielder, let's let's put you in the left. And he says, no, I'm a center fielder. And they kept moving him around and no one would play him in center field. We'd be like, this is a head case. It's like Colin Klein at Kansas State was, he was a Heisman finalist. And he said, I'm not playing anything but quarterback. And they're like, all right, we're not drafting you then. Have fun trying out for every team. It's not going to happen. And everyone forgot about him because he's not Tim Tebow. Right. Um, here is um, Anthony. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, the thing is, even if you play him at tight end or pullback or wherever, uh, if that team's quarterback starts to suck, you're still going to hear the calls uh, for him to become the quarterback. So it goes back to what you guys were saying at first, that nobody wants to deal with the bullshit circus. I mean, think about the Redskins last year when RG3 got hurt, right? Tim Tebow would have been the perfect backup quarterback to bring in and run the same offense. But no, they got the slow guy, Kirk Cousins, who runs a completely different kind of thing. But a better quarterback. Nobody, yeah, but nobody fucking wants a guy who is, you know, you put him in, or you, you got him in another position, you got him as a backup, and everybody's chanting his fucking name the moment things go south with the starter. It doesn't matter what position he's going to play. So it goes back to what you guys were saying at first. Like, nobody wants to deal with that bullshit. And that is, um, that's the thing. And the reason that people call for him is stuff that he's done off the field. That there is a religious faction of people who want him to play and play great. And that's why it was so much fun that time because it was blowing up all the Bible heads. They were going crazy. You know? It was like the way Chinatown. <laughs> With uh, Lynn. Yeah, when we had Lynn Sanity, Chinatown was going crazy. It was a it was a ball. Uh, but then when it came, came uh, time to pay him, no. I'm not going to pay you for a circus act. <laughs> Lance, you're on the Run of Fez show. It's funny you segued into Lynn Sanity, Ronnie, because here in Houston... We've got Jeremy Lennon. He's just become an afterthought. It's amazing how quickly uh, that's happened, especially since he was so much like Tebow last year when he was with the Knicks, but or a year before this last. But kind of want to get your. Um, well, let me just throw in on the Tebow thing. I think a good fit would be the Philadelphia Eagles with uh, Chip Kelly, since he already runs a, a college style offense. I think maybe maybe Tebow could fit in there in some capacity. Well, I'm, I'm going to wait and see what kind of offense he runs in Philly. We know he's run that, you know, in college, but if that doesn't work in the pros, he's going to switch very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, I think he's going to switch. I think he'll go up-tempo, and he'll run 100 miles an hour. You know, he's going to run a lot of plays. But I think what will be interesting, though, Ronnie, will be why not have a guy, and I'm not, you know, why not have a guy like a Tebow who's a college-style quarterback who can run at least some packages of the plays that you want to bring in. You don't have to run the full-time offense because you're, your quarterback could get killed, but wouldn't it be nice to have a, a big Mike Allstott like quarterback who could run six to eight <laughs> plays a you know a, a game for you like that? All right, but let's just say this, Lance: Can you win a Super Bowl with that kind of offense? I mean, is that kind of inconsistency going to blow up for you in the playoffs? I don't think anyone uh, that is in pro football thinks that you could have all these different packages. Yeah, well, you know what? It's funny. My my dad has coached in he coaches in the league now, and he's been in the league, and he's coached football for over thirty years. And he used to be old school like that, like all the coaches. And most of the old school football heads, you know, they're all they think they're smarter than everyone. But guys like Seattle and San Francisco are kind of turning them on their heads a little bit. And then what Washington did with RG three, I mean, granted, he did get hurt, and I guess that's an argument against it. But I don't know. I don't know, Ronnie. I don't. I don't think it's a full time offense. But and you bring up a good point. Can you run multiple packages? Can your team handle that over the course of a year? Maybe not. But I do think the I think the league is trending that way. I think more and more people are wide open to it. I think somebody's going to have to win with it before. You're right. Uh, you know what I mean. And if you look at what they did in Baltimore's offense, couldn't have been more old school. Yeah. No, that's true. But the team they played against was kind of new school, yeah. and uh, I guess San Francisco will be the test case. San Francisco. San Francisco and Seattle are going to be the two test cases. And also, it's going to be interesting to see in San Francisco, now that everybody's got the book on Kaepernick, this is what happens. You can come in when you're doing something different. You can catch the whole league off guard. But these guys are so smart and have designed defenses now all winter long that we'll see if RG3 can do this next year. We'll see what Seattle does next year. These guys... Unlike Tebow, can also stand back there and throw the ball down the field, right? Accurately, not, not a rainbow, not, not you know, yeah, rainbow. So it's it's different because you don't know what's going to come. When it's Tebow, you know what's going to happen. Remember the old uh, was it? They used to call it the run and shoot offense. Everyone thought it was. In, did anyone ever win with the run and shoot? Yeah, they're called the Patriots. <laughs> no, they weren't run and shoot. They were old. Well, they, yeah, they were a lot of the elements. They, they were, were shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. Just shoot, shoot, shoot. And then for some reason, his wife doesn't gain weight when she's having a baby. I don't know how she does it. All right, thanks for calling, Lance. I appreciate hey, Ronnie, your call. I love buddy. listening to the show every day, buddy. Thank you, my friend. We'll see ya. Um, Sean, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B., you think Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill could convince Steve-O to play a spot receiver? Uh, Brad Pitt would say, uh, Tim, we traded you to Philadelphia. Uh, here's a number. Give him a call. He's a travel manager. He's a good guy, and he's waiting for your call right now. That was easy. He's a professional. But I bought a house. I just bought a house. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck you and your house. <laughs> and my wife's having kids. Size. Um... Oh, what time are you going to leave, buddy? I don't want to fuck uh, you up. About five minutes. I'm good. So in this five minutes, you want to say something bad about white people? <laughs> oh, come on. Bash us. <laughs> we Call, can take it. Calls we Pecker, got it coming. Calls Peckerwoods. We got it coming. Sorry about slavery. <laughs> Peckerwoods. What year is this? It's yeah. your year. You're the black it's man. 1863. <laughs> 
I know I'm a honky and a cracker. Earl, how many times did you masturbate watching Django Unchained? <laughs> <laughs> With all the white people getting You know killed? what? I <laughs> I have not seen it all the way through. I've watched it on DVD. Just crying? Uh, yeah, did it make you feel bad? It was. There were some parts that were really... Yeah, it's kind of. All right, then this weekend I want you and me to go see Peebles, and just check that. I am that not out. seeing a Tyler. Pe- I I I am he not. He only a- produced it. Wasn't bad. I I'm one of those guys that it has his name on it. I stay away. I really do. Oh, like a white guy. Yeah, I mean, what's this reverse racism? Or Why do you hate Tyler? Not Perry? reverse quality. I know black it's not on black. Gonna, I know where it's going. It's not going to be good. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm not a fan. Now, I admire him, the fact that he gets his movies made. You know, he gets to produce them. He gets to write them. He God does bless seven him. a year somehow. <laughs> he get, I, mean, he, I don't know how he... I mean, he's definitely pr- productive because he gets him at least two movies out a year. Well, yeah, when you're not, when you don't have an eraser on your fucking pencil, <laughs> you can finish anything. Like, yeah, it's, it's done. Like, he puts as much thought into it as Paulo does. Medea's now in Europe somehow. and By the way, did you ever see Paulo's Kickstarter? <laughs> Yes. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe no one wants to give him any money. Why won't you people try to get his vision made? Why won't you people try to get his money made? Tyler Perry should produce this thing. It'll be a crossover hit. Whites and blacks. Tyler Perry's worst nightmare. <laughs> a white man with a cell phone. Well, it's about the paranormal in the Vegas sense. Spirituality. Oh, he's the greatest black man of all time. The greatest black man of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say it. I can tell you the greatest white man of all time. Jesus. Wasn't he half? Don't ever blaspheme. I'm not blaspheming. <laughs> Don't blaspheme. I'm just saying. Blasphemy. <laughs> he had hair like silk and feet like an ivory bar. That's right in the Bible. How much did uh, Paulo raise? Five twenty-two. Okay, moving along. Five hundred. He's gonna have to come on strong at the end. He has thirty-five days left to get the remaining <laughs> to live on nineteen thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> then he's taken back to his own planet. <laughs> now, why do you have the DVD and haven't watched the whole thing? What happened? The fucking phone ringing? No, no. I always have to. I, I just never. Was it like two and a half hours? It's a long. Yeah, it's a yeah. long movie. No, I just wanted. I just never had time to sit. You down never and have watch two and a half hours to yourself. I, I, Are you dating somebody right now, Earl? No. Whoa. Oh. When's the last time? <laughs> it's been know, a while. One time, it's like, I'm going to say, like, the way you like it, you got some Panani. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute. Yeah? Yeah. Who was president? Bush? No. First Bush? No. <laughs> so during the Obama years, you got late. Yes. Okay. All right. First or second term? <laughs> First term. Okay. Oh. We're going back a ways now. Oh. Pre Benghazi? <laughs> Are they still holding on to this thing, <laughs> this Benghazi thing? You know what? I have never really paid much attention to it because I'm like, when the facts come out, I'll take a look at it. But I haven't heard anything besides hearsay so far. Yeah, you know, and it's more like, you know, this isn't Watergate. You know what I mean? I mean, it sucks that somebody got, you know, people got killed. Right. But I mean, this wasn't, you know, an assault on the Constitution. This wasn't. Well, here's what I don't understand. Why didn't we protect those people in Benghazi? We haven't been able to protect people at the Boston Marathon or going to school in Newtown. So I'm never combine. Yeah, I'm never know. never shocked that you can't stop senseless killings. I yeah, thought like, we all agreed. Um, when Reagan was president, 240 Marines got killed. 
No, but not by him. No, I mean, but I mean, you said uh, you're acting like fucking Reagan went around shooting people in the eye. No, it was a it was a terrorist attack where 240 Marines got killed. It it, it sucks, yes, but we didn't have <laughs> endless congressional. Yeah, we hearings. didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Right, that's, that's your Isn't man. That how it goes. That's the X. I uh, I should show you guys this thing that Hasidic Jews hassling this kid. In, oh, no. In uh, Billyburg. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, you go to Williamsburg all the time, right? Yeah. Did you know that there's, like, some Hasidic Jew neighborhood watch? I didn't know there was a neighborhood watch at all. No, I know that, you know, there's, there's certain small enclaves of tiny areas where they're all, they all run things. Now, to me, here's the the scary thing about the Hasidic Jews, is that they all dress the same. <laughs> Anytime you're dealing with fuckers that dress the same, it's a little, it's a little spooky. Now, I've, do you live around Hasidic Jews? No. Because I only see them in Central Park. I don't see them in my neighborhood. I yeah. just have what I would call, and this is probably the worst term, regular Jews, but I know. <laughs> All right, so here's the guy. He's got one of those go cameras on. This is up on the iBang right now, and he's just riding his bike down the street. Now, in New York City, you are allowed to ride a bicycle down the street, as you are in most places in America. They don't want you on the sidewalk. Uh, now, why he felt the need to put his go camera on, I don't know, but people do that now. And here he is just cruising along. You can see it's a lovely neighborhood. Now, this car is trying to make sure that he can't go anywhere. It's cut him off. Yeah. They've cut him off, and he's in between two cars. It's, at this point, I would say slightly dangerous to do that to a, uh, a, a cyclist. Yes. Um, Is that legal? But what's legal now? <laughs> or, I mean, when you get into that, I would say no. You're not allowed to use your car as a weapon. <laughs> Particularly where I don't say that this kid has done anything wrong. Because he's riding a bike. He's riding a bike on the street, um, and I believe he's like a, a Spanish kid. Um, this goes on like this for a little while, but it's a melting pot, Earl. As you know, blacks and Jews have never gotten along in New York. Once upon a time, I think we did. Mm -hmm. It's been a little thorny the last thirty years. Why? Uh, why do you think that? Now here he is again. Same car. Oh. Same car. And it doesn't even see, seem like the kid even totally has it. Give me some volume. Like, it doesn't even seem like the kid is catching on yet. Again, now, third time. Hit me, yo. Hit me. I'm not touching Hit me. Then what are you doing? You're going to be beat up. What are, you, what are you doing? You are not allowed to what drive middle of the street. You understand that? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going to call 911. Leave me, please. Excuse me. You're not going to play games here. You're not driving middle of the street. You hear me, Mr. White? Call 911. That's fine. Don't be a wise guy. You hear me? You don't drive in the middle of the street. You know what that means? Hey, I'm being right now harassed by a... Uh, Liar. <laughs> uh, look, a liar! A liar! A liar! 
He's a liar. It's 911 and. Right now, he's trying to almost ran me over several times. Bologna macaroni. Bologna macaroni. Bologna macaroni. Bologna macaroni, he says. Right now, doesn't even let me get through. You don't block my car. How's he blocking your car? Don't block my car. You don't block my car, you hear me? I don't know exactly. He's harassing me right now. He's a video. He almost ran me over several times. He's harassing me right I now. I got it on camera right now. He's <laughs> harassing me right now. I don't, I can't tell. It's like, he's like right in front of me. Oh, Middleton. All about right. Middleton. You're not going to drive middle of the street, you know? Look, look, look. How can you not car. say you can't drive on the street? My number is 347-430-8500. Yeah, right now he's trying to get the, the rest of this group trying to surround him. Yeah, sure. No, nothing is happening. Good evening. Nothing is happening here. Look, I'm riding, I'm riding my bike through Wallabout, and, and he's trying to hock his horn. I'm trying to, I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to go through. He's so much in a... Now, what language is that? Yeah, I'm speak? Hebrew. Yes. You don't bang my car. No one knows. I, I tapped the car because he almost hit me. Don't tell you tapped the car. You're a lawyer. <laughs> All right. Because right now I'm tr I was trying to get home, so he's trying. Like, like I'm trying to get home exactly. Takes personal motorcycle. Why is he arrested? Still him. That's it. I mean, this place is already um, they're already double parking and stuff like that. How do you get to make this kind of citizen's arrest? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. No, it's when you're in the wrong. It's like a criminal's arrest you're making. Someone trying to kill somebody. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> look, we got him. Trust me. Now look. Now look at Yeah. He's called in. Others. This crew? Yeah. Called the reinforcement? Yeah, and they're landing like crows. <laughs> it's very scary. It's like watching the birds. You don't tell me what to do. You're now not he's fighting with another guy. You're not going to bend my car like this. You're not doing anything. No. He's not letting me get through. Excuse me, you don't know what happens, I'll move on. Hispanic. So now Hispanic that. people are coming in. I will. He banged my car. He banged, he banged my, my car. car, he says. With his head. He banged my car. He banged my car. He banged my car. He Oh, no one touched him. He was panicking. 
Let's go. You'll be in trouble. Show me the physical. Physical. I already called him. Yeah, because the guy gave me the car. No, tell me the truth. Stop it for a second. This is the crazy thing about Hasidic Jews. They like they talk like really quiet, and then all of a sudden they're angry out of nowhere. And it's very much if you saw uh, Manny Patankin in Ragtime. It's just like you come in here. I make business. I make business. Suddenly, no one can fucking control. This is what I do. And, and you're the one who came over here, and I don't say nothing. But now look at you. You make it. I make business here. Sounds like easy, Manny Patankin. <laughs> and when Manny Patankin came in to do the show, I thought any second he could explode. <laughs> um, I gotta go, guys. Hey, buddy. Bye, Earl. Thank you, guys. Good luck with the staff meeting. Thank you. Don't freak out. All right, Glue wrote, is that the Amish Mafia? <laughs> oh, that's a terrible reality show. Is there one? Yeah, it's 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 totally fabricated. It's not real, but they they sell it like it's there's some Amish dude running an Amish town, rides around an Escalade with a shotgun. Uh, Alex Brooklyn, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Good. I just, I, it's funny that nobody ever brings up the, or discusses the fact that they're a cult. I live by them, and it's no joke. I mean, if you took these guys in a different context. They look like fucking Hell's Angels with their big, long beards and long hair. It's serious, man. Well, you can't fuck the thing is, anymore. you're never called a cult if you're around long enough. You know what I mean? Like, every religion is kind of a cult. They have their own thing, and they stick together. Uh, but you got to be around a while before they act like, no, they're regular people. <laughs> but it's not. It's so insular. Yeah. But you're, it's, you know, and now they're trying to act like they're sovereign. It would be like the Amish trying to pull people over with horse and buggies. Oh, it's... Driving in fucking yeah. cars. It's really... It's really great, but the perfect thing of it is, you know, two Hispanic guys and all these Hasidic guys... It's gonna be the Warriors in a second. Yeah, I know. Everybody's got their own little thing. <laughs> Higgs could show up with his LARPers and everybody be... I, don't, why would I, I thought you were into LARPing. I'm not at all, no. I mock it, actually. How? <laughs> I think it's stupid. That's good mocking. Thank you. Well, I used to live with a, a hardcore LARPer. I, actually, his father was a rabbi. It all ties in. Is that right? Yeah. And then the, the rabbi father came up to visit the son, who was my roommate, and uh, saw the stay of the apartment and made him move out that day. One of my 13 roommates. Actually, all religious people should be called LARPers. They're just... Um, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Ron, I, I was reading about these guys last night. I, don't, I think they're called like the Shomrim or something. It's like that uh, Orthodox Jewish police force they have. And evidently these guys literally have like different types of emergency response vehicles. And they use radios. And it's all completely illegal to have, like, the uh, little police force that they set up, and, and the cops try to give them shit, but they're, they just, they will not, they're relentless. Shumlin. And they keep fucking with everybody in my neighborhood. 
Um, well, they have their own ambulances. They have uh, a lot of their own services. Oh, no, yeah, this is... Yeah, yeah, licensed organizations of volunteer Jewish civilian patrols. Let's see. Um, Arch writes, these are not the Jews you're looking for. <laughs> then I'd beat the fuck out of these shady cocksucks. Fanboy1 says, fuck New York. What? Why does he ever even come to the site? I never <laughs> even got that. I've never what? understood. What's wrong with New York? Um... Some of these. What's next? Juice in space. No, I don't think that's next. Although someday, hopefully, it's um. To me, the the great thing is just to show all these different cultures not getting along together. The great American experiment. Still divided up by neighborhood. Some some parts. So they have their own kind of neighborhood watch slash police force. Here's uh, well, here's a guy I know all about it. Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. Hey, buddy. Hey. I've been dealing with these civilian patrols um, over here in Borough Park. Um, the problem is that they have a lot of influence and a lot of power with the politicians locally and City Hall. And because they don't want to be victimized anymore, they started these patrols. And there's been so many cases where they'll beat the crap out of somebody who looks like they, quote, don't belong. So God forbid Earl Douglas is, like, walking in the neighborhood at night, yeah. and they see him. There's been so many cases of... Uh, people like, you know, blacks and Latinos getting the crap beat out of them, and they, they hope the cops show up to save them because these guys own the streets, whether it's Williamsburg, uh, Crown Heights, or Park Slope, and they have so much influence, and if a cop goes after them, a lot of times the cop gets in trouble. The cops can't stand these guys, and they, they have police radios, and they're, they're on white on rice, man. If there's any type of report of anybody looking suspicious, they come out, and they will surround you, they will harass you, but their, their whole attitude is we don't want to be victimized because a lot of the neighborhoods are combined with, like, crack neighborhoods near the projects. So Williamsburg, for example, has, like, a, a pretty bad crack area. And then you have the families that have seen them who live in the, you know, they're actually in the projects, believe it or not. And you have this mix of extreme uh, Hasidim. And then you got the crazy crackheads and everybody else. So their whole attitude is we're going to take care of our own neighborhood. And if there's ever a warning of terrorism, You'll see those guys around the hospitals, around the, the, the synagogues. They're just relentless, and because the city allows it to happen, they're so politically connected, you know, they just own the city. They own the streets. They came up to me one time on the subway station. I was on the B train going into Brooklyn years ago, and I was walking at 2 in the morning to a friend's house, and they said, who are you? What are you doing here? Now, I'm a big, dumb white guy. You know, I don't look threatening. But they actually like, came over to me wanting to know where I was going. I just said, none of your fucking business. But these guys do mean business, and it's going to be a problem because the neighborhoods, you know, they're, they're fragile, the they're peace. And when right. they're harassing this kid or whoever, it's just so, a lot of times, really irrational behavior because there's a paranoia that, oh, if we have a robbery, it's a black guy. It has to be this guy or it has to be that guy. And they don't even think about it. And like I said, these, these victims wait for the cops to come to rescue them. It's it's like a swarm mentality. It's a it's a it's like a lynch mob. And then I remember earlier this year that like one of their own was a kid killer, like killing their own kids. Remember that? Yeah, uh, cut the body up. Swept under uh, Charles yeah. Hines, the Brooklyn DA. He got a lot of flack because he was being accused of sweeping that shit under the rug. Because the head Rebbe and all the powers that be were like, hey, we'll take care of our own problems. 
And uh, Charles Hines, the DA, got in a lot of trouble. He had to go out and he had to go out and save face and do damage control because, you know, this stuff gets swept under. And there's a lot of uh, pedophilia. There's a lot of uh, incest, but a lot of it stays in the community. And that's the way the ethnic uh, the system is. It's the same with the Chinese in this neighborhood. Uh, they don't want to mess with the cops. They don't want to mess with the white people. They keep everything to themselves. The gambling dens, the prostitution. Oh, yeah. They don't want. They don't want round eyes coming in there. They keep mm -hmm. everything secret. And it's the same with the Hasidim. And the Hasidim don't like each other. You have two different types of Hasidim. You have the, uh, the Satmars. This seems like the beginning of a scary movie. Like <laughs> where, you know, like <laughs> it's your first day in the warriors? new precinct. The <laughs> old like the cop. warriors, man. It's like. Because you have the different uh, Hasidim that don't believe in certain things, and they yeah. fight each other. And uh, There's a weird upstate sect that's like uh, part down here. It's all right, weird. thanks, Blowhard. Talk to you later, buddy. Uh, Mo, Mo, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, um, the Shomron, I mean, they've been joining up with uh, colored organizations, with Hispanic organizations to stop the crime. But, you know, any organization, they take it to the next level, and they just beat the crap out of people when somebody thinks somebody's making trouble. I had no you know, idea this. You get that. I had you know, no idea. It's Brooklyn. all it's bologna macaroni. They're everywhere, also. Uh, see, I'm in Manhattan, and and we just use the police. It's right. different in the boroughs. Police actually, you know, they they get into fights with the summer, but a lot of times they find, um, you know, robbers and you know, friends, uh, people who have caught crimes. So, you know, one out of a million, they're bright and they do a good job, you know. But uh, sometimes well, it's just like that Zimmerman guy, you know. It's the same thing. You got to be careful. If you're going out there, I mean, right. bologna macaroni, believe me, I understand. Sometimes things are that. I hope the Greeks don't start doing this in my neighborhood. Where they have Greek shamrams <laughs> in Miami-Dade and London right now. Um, I can picture it in Miami-Dade. But uh, if the Greeks get start like that in Europe, they'll just come over and bust the table before you're not even ready to leave yet. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's move. Very, very brusque. Oh, I can't have my coffee? Drink it walking. Yes, yeah, we some, got other people in the Greek bars. They let the Greek people smoke cigarettes. Still, not me. I'm like, hey, where's my ashtray? Like, no smoking. I'm like, there's a guy smoking right <laughs> next to me. The, the hell's going on in here? Oh, I get it. Racism. <laughs> get my cock out of uh, a couple. You know what you gotta do? Next time he's in, take him into a couple bars with you. After that, you'll be one of them. No, all right, good. Finally, be accepted. It's like you come in there and you'll be like fucking. You're like you're Spartan. <laughs> You'll, you'll walk in like it's Pericles during the Golden Age. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, we got a break here. We get back. It's our last hour having Matty Ice with us. Uh, that means two things. Go consult. And anything Matty wants to talk about for the next hour. It's, it's all his. Matty time. Yeah. So you keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> no, I want you to talk, but he gets, to lead, he gets to pick the topics. All right. Great. Okay? Yeah. So if he wants to talk about... Um, barbecue and meat, for instance. All right. I would love What's to. the best barbecue and meat? That could be your weekender question. That can go out there because mm. it's time to start grilling. It is. And I don't want you grill, right? Oh, of course. Higgs doesn't. No, of course he doesn't. No. The I only don't. thing he's grilling is those last six brain cells. <laughs> I like to get into grilling. I mean, maybe this be the summer of grilling for me, but no, no, I don't. It really should don't. be, man. That'd be nice. I'd love to. Alright, we'll talk about that and anything else you want to talk about, Maddie. I'm going to go check on Wolverine. Be right back. It's the Ron Fest Show.
enjoying the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments. Yeah. Conservative flashing down the street, pointing their plastic finger at me. It's the Rob Fed Show. Jimi Hendrix is the artist of the day. All up on the iBang. It is the last official day for Matty Ice. And what a hell of a job he's done, Pepper. He's killed it all semester long. An ace intern. Wow. Ace intern, Matty Ice. Thank you. Thank you. And what was popcorn? Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> the worst of the worst? Bottom feeder, bottom of the barrel, soap scum, every sort of bad thing you could associate with the person who was supposed to be in here helping and trying to prefer, you know, get their foot in the door. That The, the bad part of it. Mm. The negative. So what you're saying, you're still kind of in the middle of the road on him. <laughs> you haven't made up your mind completely. Now that he's gone, easily the worst intern ever had. Why leave it at intern? We could say human being. <laughs> Weirdo, antisocial, psychotic, maniac. Hmm. Yeah, if anyone ever kills us, check him first. Sickly. Check popcorn. Pothead liar. All right, Matty Ice, what is it you want to talk about today? Grilling? Grilling's always good, right? Because mm -hmm. it's getting hot now. It is getting hot in here. So take out all your coals. Love I'm going to grill some burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to light these coals up. Um, what do you normally grill? Normally, I'll do steaks or uh, burgers or bratwurst. Not a rib man. I you, like you smoking fear ribs. them. Well, you fear I, ribs. I don't like grilling them, really. I'll smoke them or cook them in the oven. I don't really, I don't really grill ribs, though. Hmm. Now, your brats, how good are they? Delicious. Whoa. All right, this is up on the iBang, and today uh, we'll give away one of the signed Pepper Keats uh, shirts with all of us signing it. Yeah. And the late uh, Fez Watley. Um, 
And I just say late because he's not going to be here till Monday. It's not pop baby. This was designed by Liz Sets Fire, uh, the person who I'm not saying is 100% responsible for Fez's latest heart problems. She's got a piece of the pie. I'd say she's about 0% responsible. If I had to give a number, it would be zero. That's how small it is. But she does feel bad about it. And when a woman feels bad, I never want to feel any other way. So um, put up what you grill, what your great grilling expertise is in. Uh, brats and burgers, okay. How good is your steak? And where do you, First of all, where do you get your meat from? It, it depends where I, where I go. There's either... I want something a little bit... Uh, more obscure. There's an Asian market near me. Mm, if not, Asian then, meat. Then they're go to so well known for their meat. To a butcher near me, <laughs> who has. All right. See, he's saying he all the right things. See, he's not like you down the A and P, trying to stick the goddamn uh, fucking New York strip down his pants. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I am. Um, hey, let's get some beer and let's see what kind of meats we could get at the supermarket. What about a beer can chicken? You ever make a beer can chicken? I have not. My dad has. Your dad's a good man. I oh, see. He understands grilling a little bit. Maybe we should do like a grill festival sometime this year. Oh, that'd be nice. I would come back for that. Maybe what we do. I'm going to talk to Rob about this. Uh, we get on. We get a Winnebago and we just go all across the country, grilling, grilling. We all live in the Winnebago together Perfect. the entire I'm in. summer. I'm in. Can we not invite popcorn? No, popcorn's not coming. I'd rather have the Hasidic Jew <laughs> army coming with us. Popcorn could dry. Now, you've never grilled in your life? Um, drunkenly, just no, nothing ever, no, no thought ever put into it. You know, never, like, just... So when you say drunkenly, did you set up the grill, or were you at somebody else's backyard party? S someone else's backyard party. So I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. You've never grilled. Yeah. That's sad, isn't it? Not even when you go upstate, when you go to the, what's that lake you guys go to up there? George. Yeah, the Great Lake George. <laughs> it's always someone else's uh, setup. No, I never actually, I never get in there. This summer, I want you to say this. Hey, one night I want to be responsible for dinner, and I want to do the grilling. You guys trust me, right? I ain't going to be blacked out. Um, by the way, the Weekend Movie Club is going to be up. Uh, Great Gatsby and Hicks, you swear you're going to see it this weekend? Yeah, and you know what? When I went to my dentist, they kept me waiting for an hour. So like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Stanley, these are some free movie tickets for your wait. And I got two free movie tickets. So that's nice. So I'll be seeing it. It's pretty conclusive right now, this poll. Um, 100% what? Hated it? <laughs> <laughs> so far. Oh, come on. Pretty conclusive. Jay-Z, baby. $100 bill. I saw it, and uh, I'm not going to give out my opinion. Oh. Because I don't want to hurt them so bad they'll never recover. Uh, let me see some of this up on the iBank. Spice rub pork ribs every weekend. Oh, damn. Love it. Uh... A brisket and beer grilled chicken are the best dogs. Eh? Is that Dickie Jr.? Start with uh, homemade barbecue sauce. Mm hmm. Mmm. 
pork ribs mixed. He's given a whole thing recipe. here. He's even recipe here. Yeah, I'm liking this. See, this is how you can learn to do your ribs properly. Go to DBA for that. He may be an early leader here. Uh, pool keeper son is down for a place um, to buy really good meats. Oh, nice. Archbishop booze bag uh, goes the brisket smoked. Is smoking grilling though? That's a really good point. Because you do it in the same device sometimes, but it's not grilling per se. I want to hear from some real, real grillers today too. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Fez. Here's Cletus from Brooklyn who says. Don't suck on the wieners, Pepper. It's not a cock. <laughs> what? Come on. Tastes good. Um, oh, here's our buddy, Chef Darren. Darren, how you doing, buddy? Hey, buddies. How are you doing today? Good. This weekend, I'm grilling up some USGA prime porterhouses with a little bit of a cafe mocha dry rub. As well as for Mother's Day, I'm doing a coriander spiced chicken with a Mountain Dew bark is awesome. Oh... Now, why is it that men love grilling more than they love cooking? Because grilling's a little more primal. You get to actually see what's action, what's going on. You have a direct um, result. It's not like cooking where you have to put something in an oven and wait. It's more immediate satisfaction, at least in my opinion. And that's why most guys can't smoke because they don't have the patience for it. It does take some patience, but... The thing is, if you're using that time to enjoy some beverages, oh, yeah. they kick right. back. You have a ball game on. Yeah, but sometimes smoking can take up to you know, like 12, 18 hours. Yes, I got that kind of time on the weekend. <laughs> you don't yeah. understand how little I do over the weekend. <laughs> you know how drunk you get in 12 hours, man? Uh, Darren uh, comes up with this uh, for some good stuff. And by the way, anyone grilling over the weekend, you might get some extra points. By putting some pictures up. Oh, that always on helps. the weekender. Show us what you got. Like Think Think says, this grilled asparagus is the only way to eat it. He's very correct about this. Asparagus is fantastic on the grill. I'm not an asparagus fan. We have. I'm just. I'm just not a huge fan of the taste of asparagus. Um, the grilled bok choy, I love. Oh, look at you. Yeah, Here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Got to get your pork butt. Inject it with some root beer. Rub it down. Throw it on the smoker. Dude, you'd be in heaven. And how long do you smoke it for? Until uh, that bone. It's probably going to be about eight hours, but a pork butt will tell you when it's ready, when that bone's just about ready to pull out of there. All right, we got a lot of people smoking. We got a lot of mm -hmm. smokers out there. Here's Oscar. Oscar, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, yeah, I think the guy stole my thunder. A pulled pork, it's a, called a, a picnic or a, a Boston butt. Very easy to do. It's hard to burn the son of a bitch. You just stick it in there, try to get your smoke and, and heat just right. It's indirect heat, so it's like an oven, but you got smoke. Right. And uh, same thing as that other old boy said. I check it maybe uh, every hour, add a little wood, and just until I can take my tongs and just grab that bone and pull her out. Easy, she's done. Then you go shred the shit out of it, add your sauce and stuff. I am awesome. telling you something right now, Oscar. Damn, I'd good. be at your house in a heartbeat. Because I can hear it in your voice. 
I can hear it in your voice. You know exactly what the hell you're talking about. I've made pulled pork in the oven before, but never in a smoker. I don't actually have a smoker in my house. <sighs> They're not expensive, dude. I know. Come on, invest a little time and money in your craft. What money? I don't have money. I swear that you're having rum in that coke because you're getting surly. <laughs> um... I want to hear from some people who grill fish, too. Brendan in Alabama, you're on the Running Fish Show. Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, you got to get a big green egg. It, uh, that's where it's at. I got one for Christmas. I've mm. smoked a Boston butt, ribs, steaks. You throw a steak on there at 700 degrees, uh, an inch and a half to a steak, uh, two minutes on a side, two minutes on another side, then two minutes shut the grill off, and it's the best medium rare you ever had in your life. It sounds fantastic. It's it's a number one. You, you got to get an egg. It's where it's at. You can cook anything on it. You put your stuff. You put your your coal in there. And I smoked a butt, two hundred and thirty degrees, eight hours, one Saturday. Drank a twelve pack of beer and pulled the bone out of it. Didn't have to add anything to the to the fire once. Best butt I've ever had. All right, man. Um, thanks, dude. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, the last guy actually stole it a little bit. I also bought a uh, a big green egg, and you can't use gas if you're grilling. You got to use wood. I mean, it's it the taste is better. And I mean, I'm going in a little different direction. I love a uh, uh, a cedar plank salmon. You throw that cedar plank on the grill. You flip it. You throw your salmon on it. Twenty minutes later, you're good to go. I've grilled with the cedar plank before, and and it's incredibly. Um Exciting because you're like, oh my god, and then people come over. I'm like, what exactly are you doing? People are so intrigued by yes. it. Yes, and it made me like this the is, person. This is different. Yeah, it made me the person. And I remember we were using it for fish tacos, and everybody oh. in my neighborhood was coming around, and they're like, it smells great. And I was just like, a little fucking star, like a little kind of Bobby Flay, chilling and grilling. It's um, new and exciting. Yeah, when food smells so good that neighbors start coming over, mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is going on over here? Something great? That's awesome. Um, Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I wanted to talk to you, talk to you about grilling some tuna steaks. Like, uh, marinate a nice tuna steak in some lime juice and some uh, soy sauce. Do that on high for about two, two and a half minutes each side. I usually grill up some uh, sliced uh, zucchini, a little olive oil, salt and pepper. You got a medium rare tuna steak off the grill. It's uh, pretty fantastic. I love the sound of this. Thanks, dude. Eight six six run zero fez. Here's Smoke in Arkansas. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Let me put that in my bubble cush. Hold on. Damn. Hey, uh, last week I killed a turkey, and then I ate the thing three different times on my grill. I, I, I cooked some uh, smoke, smoked the the, the breath. And then made some homemade turkey noodle, and then uh, smoked the legs for about eight hours, and ate those. And man, it's just the best in the world. But smoking is a different skill set than grilling for sure. And that uh, that turkey, that wild turkey, is not like too gamey or anything. It's no, no. You just gotta salt, soak in salt water for a little bit, and then, like I said, you cook it slow and low, and put a lot of a lot of smoke flavor to it. It actually uh, the thigh looked like prime rib when I cut it open, Ronnie. It was beautiful. Now I noticed this when you're smoking. Men tend to like that better than women. Women do not appreciate the heavily smoked stuff. And I used to go to a place that had this phenomenal smoked fish in uh, Florida. But you couldn't go to it often. 
because like for the next two days you were burping smoke like yeah. literally God and it's yes. delicious yeah. but you're like oh fuck <laughs> it's still like smoke it. yeah it tastes like maybe you ate a pack of palmas two days later i'm getting very hungry right now me too i'm starving for this yeah yeah pretzel rods Great. I want pretzel rods anymore. Uh, oh, here's good. Travis in Kentucky. You're on the Run of Fez show. Mr. Bennington. Yeah. Everything, everything that we grill or smoke comes out of my backyard, whether it be killing steer, catching fish, or cutting the head off a chicken and taking it right over to the grill. Um, the, the chicken, what my wife does, she marinates it in uh, apple juice and Jack Daniels and then brushes it on, cook it real slow, kind of makes like a caramelized glaze on it. Freaking amazing. Then the, uh, we take the whole steer leg, put it in the smoker, and uh, like the other man said, put, it, you know, put a little bit of root beer on it and just you know, keep going, nice slow cook, you know, about 13 hours. The thing is beautiful. Now, you said everything you do, but how often do you eat like that? How often do you eat off your uh, own? Uh, probably two or three times a month. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, I mean, we had a garden, but she quit doing that. It was just too much work. So everything's just pretty much, you know, like you said, the beef, fish, and the uh, chicken. Um, I love it, dude. Hey, man. Um, Appreciate it. Have a nice weekend. So many people are already going up on the weekend, and you can get into that all weekend, of course. We're going to have a uh, giveaway one of those Pepper Keeks. It looks exactly like Pepper. It was a great t-shirt. Not only is... Not that do you great. like it? I do. He's got to leave with one. As a going away party to serve with love. Be only because it's his last day. Yeah. Only. It's a great shirt. Otherwise. Wear every day. Here's help. Don in Texas. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, basically, we go out fishing all the time down here. So you get a big mouth bass, gut them, clean them up, and everything else. Leave the head and tail on. What you do is you get in the inside where the cavity for the guts, you put food in which is a Cajun sausage. Stuff that in there. Smear the whole thing down with some French's mustard. Wrap that up in some tinfoil. Put it on your grill. Flip it over about every, you know, give it about five minutes on each side for about 15, 20 minutes. Best shit you ever had. Put that on a damn bed of rice, man. You're in heaven. So it's the Cajun sausage, and then the fish is picking up that sausage taste? Yeah, it's what it is, 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 is boudin is like a liver and rice, and it's got chives and shit like that yeah. in there. And what you do is you buy it in bulk, or if you buy it in the sausage, just cut the casing and, and stuff the whole inside of the, the fish with it. That sounds fantastic. All right, thanks, dude. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jake, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, up in Iowa, we store the Weber grills and just Kingsford charcoal and uh, get you a big old pork loin and inject it with Jack Daniels and just cook it about uh, one hour for every pound and turn out pretty amazing. And you can, uh, you can actually taste the whiskey in it. It's pretty damn good. Sounds like you injected Jack Daniels in yourself today. Oh, stop. You're it. drunk. Oh, yeah. You're wasted. <laughs> No, not yet, man, but yeah, just get you a syringe and... Don't make you a bad person, though. Jack. It does it. You're blacked out right yeah, now. Yeah, it's Friday, and he's enjoying himself, <laughs> listening to the radio. I don't see it as a bad thing. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Jake, weekend. have a great weekend. I am loving the fact knowing so much grilling has gone on out there. Chris Stanley? Yeah. A virgin in front of the grill. Mm-hmm. Pop my dirty cherry. <laughs> I would love to go out there... And meet 
all these people from different parts of the country and see how they grow differently. Because, you know, mm -hmm. barbecue tastes different oh, all over everywhere. the country, yeah. Mm -hmm. State by state, it's all different, right? Not state by state, but certainly region by region. Um, and some people do some things better than others. And some of the times I, I actually just like different types. Like, I don't really have that big a preference mm -hmm. with some of these. Here's uh, Mike. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron Pepper. Yeah. Uh, this one's great. Hi. You got a party, a lot of people around. Charcoal, just a bunch of chicken wings, a little salt, pepper, garlic. Grill them on charcoal. When they're just about done, you coat them in mustard-based barbecue sauce. Shut the lid down and turn the heat down. Close it off and let it dry out where it's all sticky and gooey on them. It's simple and it's delicious. Mustard-based, huh? Mustard-based barbecue sauce. That's new. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. I don't know if it's I would. It's actually a South Carolina thing. Is it a South Carolina thing? Yeah, Maurice's in South Carolina is a big joint that all their barbecue sauce mustard-based. I'm not all that big about um, gooey. I'm not, I don't know, maybe because I've probably had a lot of bad barbecue sauce. I'm sure I have. I, I've never, never been a big fan of the actual barbecue sauce. But I will tell you, you are a barbecue fan, because when I told you that place up oh, uh, near the track, oh, um, and then I found out you went there every day. Yeah, 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 I kept going back. I was like, this is great. Why would I? I only had half the menu. I'll finish off the rest of it now. This is all uh, PJ's, I think, up in Saratoga. Yeah. South Amazing, Carolina yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it, but just sauce. the barbecue sauce. All right, we're looking at that mustard barbecue sauce. Butter, onion, mustard, brown sugar, vinegar, dry mustard, cayenne, bay leaf, and salt. Other than a hot dog, what would you put? You want that on chicken? I guess so. I would try. I don't know about... I mean, I'm a mustard fan, so maybe I'd like it. I don't know. We'll it, keep it and try it this weekend. Goes well with barbecued jackrabbit, apparently. Oh, sure. I didn't know we were having jackrabbit. Uh, Marty, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I love you. I get XM just to listen to ONA and Ron and Fez. Oh, thank you. Uh, I manage an RV park in Fairhope, Alabama, which is about 20 minutes away from the Redneck Riviera of Gulf Shores. Uh-huh. And... We would love for you to bring your Winnebago down here and stay with us. And I will cook you breakfast, lunch, and dinner because I'm the best cook east of the Mississippi. And I make the best blackened shrimp, grilled yeah, blackened shrimp that you've ever had in your life. I'm going to get the okay from Rob Cross today, uh, if not next week. And we're going to take out uh, this RV. For a summer, I tell you what, I will put you up mm. and I will feed you for as long as you're here. Yeah, I might not go any be... further than we're in your place in Alabama. <laughs> I don't see the reason to drive all over the place. If I find heaven, I'm going to stay there. Oh, it is. This place is awesome. You would love it. And I will cook you three meals a day the whole time you're here. And you will gain 20 pounds while you're here. All right, darling, thank you so much. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This would be like that TV show Johnny Winnebago from the early 90s, if anyone remembers that. No, <laughs> I don't. There was a guy on the run from the feds 
but he used the Winnebago to get away, and he was. I, that's I not love a very the fact that vehicle. you noticed that when the light didn't go off in our eyes, you panicked a little bit <laughs> and started to explain Johnny Winnebago. Johnny Winnebago, you know, like Johnny Winnebago, everybody. It's Johnny Bago, right? Am I right or am I right? Air ninety three. I thought Johnny Winnebago is what you used to call your dick. <laughs> So it was just Johnny Bago, not Johnny Winnebago. Whatever, I was close enough. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the Winnebago. <laughs> it, no, it did, it did. The, the guy re- was on the run in a Winnebago. You, sh- you should be out in a loser bago. Uh, going That's my apartment. <laughs> hey, Doug. Doug, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Mr. B, I don't know how you how you follow that. Um, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> uh, you, you, you should know this. Uh, in a, in, not right now, but in about a month, Maryland soft crabs cook them really hot on a grill with, you know, uh, Maryland sweet corn with Old Bay. Mm. There's nothing. Have you had soft shell crabs before, Hicks? No, no, I don't think I've ever had a soft They're shell. so goddamn good. And you're just going to eat through the whole thing. Oh. I've never had them on a grill like this. So... It would be interesting, but uh, I'm definitely in. And there's, I'm going to put up Maryland corn against any other corn. I would put up the corn that you get there and the watermelon that you get Maryland against any. Boom, done. Crush Good night, it. everybody. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I'm closing the window. I mean, there's lots of different. What about cream corn? I don't like cream Why corn. Why are you bringing up cream corn? <laughs> What it's, the hell happened? That's my favorite corn. It seems like the, that hasn't been eaten since World War One. <laughs> Have you disgusting. ever had fresh fucking corn in your life? No, I have oh, oh, from the supermarket. You know, that's where I've gotten my produce my uh-huh. entire life. The supermarket. Pepper. Well, cream corn isn't even produce. That's something that you have an old age home because those people <laughs> can't, can't chew. chew. Oh, it's great. My parents were always cranking out the cream corn on Sunday. Here you go, Chris. Here's a nice can of cream corn. Mm. Don't you like that? And I no. said yes. I still have an affinity for cream corn <laughs> to this day. I'm old school. Cream corn, cream spinach. I don't like any of them. You're no school. <laughs> Just any purchase. Thank you very much. Um, Mark, you're on the Run Fest show. Oh, cream corn. You got to be shit, man. He is. He's a piece <laughs> of garbage. <laughs> you're a hater. Hey, Ron. You're no good hater. <laughs> we should hate that. Yeah, cream corn sucks. <laughs> it's delicious. You don't like creaminess? No, I don't even like a can in it. What are you talking about? Cream corn. It looks, what do we do, it's so gross, too. Maybe we'll hey. get back on a good topic. All right, I like to take a... I get a beef loin, and I get a pork loin. Slice about one-inch medallions. Get you some good peppercorn, thick peppercorn bacon, wrap it. Put your toothpick in it, keep the bacon on it, throw it out there on the grill. Of course, the uh, pork, you got to throw it on there a little longer. You want to get it a little more done. But that bacon around the outside of it, that, that's what gives it the fat and keeps the juiciness in. Cook your, uh, your beef loin down to about a medium rare. Your pork loin, cook it through. Put a little pesto mayonnaise on it. Eat it like that. Then we, we do the uh, asparagus spears, of course, fresh corn on the grill. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for coming, bro. Let's go over here to Brian in Vegas. Show them on a Fed show. Hey, hey Ron. We, uh, we, we do a smoked mac and cheese. Do like seven different cheeses in it and put it on the grill and smoke it. And, and I just can't keep it, just can't keep it, uh, keep it around. That sounds crazy, dude. 
What kind of cheeses? Uh, we do uh, some uh, smoked Swiss, smoked cheddar. Um, I've never had smoked uh, mac and cheese before. It sounds I'm telling good. you, man. So just, well, you guys get to Vegas, man. I'll hook you up. Uh, I'm, well, the Winnebago will come into Vegas, that's for sure. Um, Mike, you're on the Ronnie Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie B, you got to get the big Florida Gulf shrimp. I mean, I'm talking them big suckers. Cut them in half. Some nice big scallops, you know, those half-dollar-sized scallops. Put them on the grill with a little bit of that mojo sauce on there, right? And you just grill them, cut right in half the shrimp with the shell up. So when you drizzle the mojo on there, it kind of sits in the shell with the shrimp. Right along some grilled radicchio, drizzle a little bit of a balsamic glaze over it. You got your full spectrum. I got to say, when it comes to shrimp, I think the smaller ones have a better taste. Those giant golf shrimp just taste like you've bitten into a dog's leg or something. It's just they're very strange. I think a shrimp should be small, hence the name shrimp. <laughs> but so, some of the bigger shrimp, aren't they have like the heads where you can suck the brain juice out and taste yeah, good? Yeah, you can do that in any. You can do it with a smaller one if you want. Mm. If you're a brain juice guy, go ahead and enjoy yourself. Dave, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey, Ron. I totally got mad when I heard you say Maryland corn's the best. I live in Ohio. It's quite good. But then I realized I've never had Maryland corn. Um, Maybe what we should do is, just at the height of this, we'll ship each other corn. Because we could both be wrong, for all I know. I mean, uh, the reason why I say Maryland is because it's if I can get fresh corn off a, a, a farmer, I'm not even kidding you. I don't even need anything else. It's so goddamn good. And it really is. And here's the the problem with shipping, though, is here in Ohio, is when you go to a farmer's market or you go to a farm just on the side of the road, it'll be like $6 a dozen for corn picked that day. As soon as it's one day old, it goes down to $3 a dozen and half price. It's, 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 so it's got to be right to there off. Day. Yep. It's so much better. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, my friend. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's our buddy Brian. Brian, you're on the Run Fez show. Buddies. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, Cherry Wood, like I said, uh, if your screener is the key, but uh, uh, expanded a little bit. You have to use Cherry Wood, a big hunk of Cherry Wood, and one of those charcoal chimneys uh, like uh, Bobby Flay uses, so you're not using uh, you know, lighter fluid. And uh, just on a regular Weber grill, but you take your cherry wood and soak it overnight in water. And then you uh, put your charcoal from your charcoal chimney over the top of that cherry wood so it smolders all day. And you get your nice uh, cherry smoke from that. But what you do is you make sure to keep a hot side and a cold side on your grill. And me, what I like to do is take a regular turkey, 12, 15 pounds from the supermarket, and uh, cook it on the uh, cold side. Uh, with the, you know, obviously the hot coals on the other side, but put a drip pan underneath your turkey. So afterwards, you can make gravy from your nice smoked turkey drippings. You know, here's the thing, X. If you want to get into this, you've got to say to yourself, I'm going to commit. I'm going to put the time into it. You can't be like, oh, you know what? I'm hungry. Let's run out and get some stuff right now. Mm. No, you. this is stuff that you want to plan a little bit. You can't half-ass it. Uh, Kingpin wants to talk to you. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Ron. How are you? Hey, buddy. Pepper. What's up, I dude? I live up in the Lake George area. Nice. Next time you come up, I invite you up to the house, teach you how to do some good grilling. 
I'll teach you how to make my Billy Bob burgers, mm. and we'll kick off the afternoon with some of my apple pie moonshine. Oh, that right, would you commit for once instead of just being some like, oh, I got to keep running with my same buddies from high school? <laughs> just commit to you and your chick doing something different when you go up to Lake George rather than the same thing. Twelve fucking people, six bindles, one cabin. What? That's crazy talk. Uh, you, you didn't go to Brooklyn Tech, did you? A new guy named Kingpin who was a dusthead. No, 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 no. I didn't. I, I'm from. I'm a asshole, but I uh, transplanted to New York. But I met my wife online because I'm an idiot. But uh, I, I call myself Kingpin because I'm a bowler. <laughs> All right, Pips, take down Kingpin's number. For real? Are you going this weekend? No, I'm not going this weekend. Dave Max Sports Program. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. You don't have live. anything fucking important planned. Then, oh, I live show on tomorrow night. Live show. What's the topic going to be? NBA. I think games going to be on during the show, which is always nice. And then you guys sit around and pretend that you're calling the game. <laughs> we give updates. It's tomorrow at eight and ten thirty. Beautiful. We'll That's stay. On, we'll, we're going to stay on <laughs> Doctor Steve. Why don't you do two shows? One at, at eight, one at ten thirty. I'll have to run that by boss man, Rob Cross. He's into it big. <laughs> uh, John from Mass wants to say bye to Matty Ice. Yeah, first I uh, I wanted to say thoughts and prayers for uh, Fez, of course. And uh, Matty Ice, I got to hold him up there with the Draft House kid. Matty, the Ice House kid, one of the greats. Uh, I hope somehow he uh, winds up coming back. And I also want to say, I don't know if it compares to this stuff, but uh, Pig Roast. I used to love Pig Roast when I was a kid. It's you could always get in really, really cheap. It was all you can drink, all you could eat. Sick. And no, it'd be just, it's, yeah. It's 14 hours of commitment, man. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody ends up eating the eyeballs. <laughs> yep, someone always does. All right. All right, bro. Good luck, buddy. I remember... I never heard him get choked up before. Thank you, John. Maddie, anything you'd like to say to your listeners? It's been fun. It's been a good time. Now it's over. That's Maddie Ice. He's ice cold. He is ice cold, dude. <laughs> He's like, smell you later. No, that's the way a fucking hired killer would say it to you before he put one in your neck. You should have been calling him Maddie Iceman Kaklinski. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta do this real fast. Ted, Providence, what do you got? Hey guys, uh, up here in Rhode Island, we uh, we do grilled pizza. We do like a nice white pizza with olive oil, garlic, pepper, peppers and onions. It's great. You can put some sausage or pepperoni on there if you want. Oh, I want, bro. I want. Oh, you got <laughs> uh, the white pizza. I mean, I'm gonna have to look that up. That's two years. I've gone to this place in the summer. It's Metopia, mm -hmm. and it's a holiday festival where there's like 40 different restaurants and booths, and they're all grilling and smoking outside and you just go and you get all the food you want where's this at it was um at brooklyn piers the first year and then last year it was uh randall's islands i ain't spending the day on randall's island it's nice and dusty why yeah. not it was it was very good though far away from everything out there yeah but you got 40 different things to eat you got a point there and it Hey, Joe, what do you got, pal? Hey, Ron, I want to give uh, Jim Norton a quick plug. He's going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah tonight, uh, also tomorrow night. So everybody come out and see him. Turn out, Salt Lake City. Um, 
be there for when they arrest Jim Norton on whatever kind of weird Utah laws that they have. That I'm, If there's any kind of verbal laws, he's got to be able to break them. Uh, Norton in Salt Lake City, that's, that's a once-in-a-lifetime adventure. All right, kids, we're out of here. Matty Ice, you had a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, adventure here. You were just great from day one. Thank you. And got stronger and stronger. I see Hicks is all teared up right now. I'm a little little sad. Why don't you say the things that you wished you could say to him all this time in your heart? Matty Ice, you've been such a wonderful addition to the Ron and Fez show. And to see you go... Breaks my black heart, and I don't want this to ever end, but it has to. Right now. So, good riddance, and get the hell out, because I got new interns to train. So, thanks for nothing, Matty Ice. And that's the end of my show. Donk.